Welcome to PowerPlay. I'm Caitlin Bruder, but in Port Ruby, I'm Benny Beckett. What you're about to hear is the audio from our Twitch stream. If you'd like to watch the show, it's live on Sundays at 5 p.m. Pacific on twitch.tv slash qtimes, or you can catch up with our archives on YouTube. For more information, follow us on Twitter at PowerPlayRPG. Hey, welcome to PowerPlay. Uh, I'm Rick Budd, your Game Master, uh, and uh, yeah, I'm here uh, with all these lovely people. Um, let me introduce, uh, we have uh, Sam DeLev as uh, Dr. Caden D'Alto. Um, uh, we have Caitlin, uh, Caitlin Bruder as Benny Beckett. Sorry, I'm, my, my eyes are scanning around these papers. <laughs> I'm doing like 12 things at once, so please forgive me. Uh, Caitlin Bruder as Benny Beckett. Um, and, uh, Omar Najam as Vion Vigor. And, uh, welcome back to, uh, our friend B. Zelda, uh, who plays Ula's Galley. Um, hi B, welcome back. Hello. Uh, so yeah, and I want to throw a special thanks out to Jake Kyle and everyone at Q Times for making this possible, uh, and to my buddy Rich Milena Weber uh, um, who helped me work out another rules issue this week. That man has a good gaming brain on him. Um, go find Rich on Twitter at r Milena um, and see what he's doing. And uh, yeah, so your subs and bits support Q Times. Uh, but your tips support the people on this show. Uh, it's kind of a feed the cast fund. And uh, uh, to that end, we've got some rewards. Uh, and here's how the rewards work tonight. Um, if we get to fifty dollars, uh, the cast gets a uh, the, the team gets a point of community determination. As as always, uh, they have two community uh, two points of community determination banked right now. But several of them are already completely out of determination, so it is in high demand, and they need this stuff. Uh, so that is $50, a point of community determination. And uh, at $150, the mysterious benefactor. In-universe, our team has a mysterious benefactor who sends them gifts. Uh, nobody knows where they come from or who the mysterious benefactor is. Outside of the universe, we know that that mysterious benefactor is you, the chat. And this week, you have the chance to send uh, Dr. Caden D'Alto, uh, played by our own Sam DeLev there, a metal baton, which is level five, so it, it deals uh, up to five in damage, um, which is good. Uh, we, do, we don't want them to always have to improvise with the pull cues and everything like that. Uh, Help me do week. violence. Thank you. They do violence. Um, and uh, yeah, so that is $150. We got the mysterious benefactor. And uh, at $250, uh, if, we, if, we are if you are generous enough to get us at $250 and you have been so far this season, we are so incredibly grateful. Uh, we have the After Credits Lore Drop, uh, which uh, is uh, kind of one of my favorite parts of the show now. Uh, strangely, it just sort of came out of nowhere. Um, but yeah, we, we, we've been having fun with the After Credits Lore Drops. And uh, if we get to $250, we got the After Credits Lore Drop. So, uh, you can always see these tiers in chat with the unlocks command, uh, and, and Jake will throw them out every so often. And uh, if you can't help us out uh, by throwing it in the tip jar, you can help us out by liking and commenting on our videos and uh, sharing uh, tweets, and, you know, stuff like that. Uh, and uh, the fan art that has been rolling in uh, the last week or two has just kind of bowled us over. So uh, it means a ton of uh, a ton to us. So thank you for everyone uh, who did that. Uh, and yeah, the game we play here is called Icons. It's published by Ad Infinitum Adventures and was created by Steve Kenson. You can find him on Twitter at S. Kenson. The book edition that I have is published by Green Ronin, uh, although they are all of a sudden out of stock on it. Um, uh, strangely, uh, suddenly there has been a run on Icons. Could, could be for any reason nobody knows. 
And uh, you can still get it as a PDF, though. It's a great game. We play a hack. You can check out some of the details of our hack uh, in the intro to episode one. And uh, if you want, you can always tweet at me. I'm at uh, rbud913 on Twitter, and you can just come at me with your questions. And uh, or or we've got uh, a room in the Q Times Discord now. Uh, so go uh, there. You can you can register for like a role and press the little superhero guy, and uh, it, it's cool. Um, and uh, I'll, I'll look for questions there also. And uh, yeah, so those are all the game announcements. And uh, while I have got you, as I have said so far every week, we are in the end game, and now really we are in the end game for this election. Um, just like in that movie, the whole world is kind of at stake, and it is going to be decided in a big final showdown, uh, dramatically enough. Uh, so we need every single one of you to show up. Please make a plan to vote. Get it done. Uh, they, they, you know, they are trying to put barriers in your way. Just don't, don't let them psych you out. Uh, there are so many lives at stake here. We are all depending on each other. Go and vote, please. And uh, yeah, um, that is that. Please follow the show at Powerplay RPG on Twitter and Instagram. And that's the announcements. Time for Powerplay. I am still just loving that song so much. It's, it's like, you know, when I heard the song, I was like, man, I hope the show is good enough to earn that. <laughs> um, uh, so anyway, um, previously on Power Play, uh, a man named, uh, known only as John Doe absorbed Caden's power over harmonic resonance and started an earthquake that shook all of Baronsdale and some other parts of the city. Uh, Benny, Caden, Vion, and Ulez attempted to track John Doe down uh, and from a security camera at the storage facility where Ulez first awoke, they learned John Doe had been involved in a shootout that resulted in him getting zapped with some strange energy. At the same time, our informal team found themselves being hunted by Bella Murata, a psychic investigator sent by a powerful gangster named Mickey Bomberg. Uh, after they turned the tables on her, Bella offered to tell the team who John Doe was and where to find him. The catch was they would first have to help her girlfriend, uh, Dalen Prawley, uh, get out from under the thumb of a blackmailer. The team was ultimately able to help Dalen, so Bella revealed that John Doe was actually a low-level enforcer for Mickey Bomberg named Curtis Haber. And she gave the team his address, uh, which was located in a dangerous Baronsdale neighborhood known as The Vault. And that is where we start. Actually, that's not where we start. Because while our team was helping Daylin Prawley uh, and earning the address uh, of John Doe, their friend Ulez Galli was a little shaken up. See, Bella Rosada. Uh, uh, Bella Murata, oh my god, I'm mixing everyone's names up. Bella Murata um, uh, had activated some memories in everybody. And 
Ilez, who has uh, some memory problems right now, was a little bit, just a little shaken by this, these sudden flashes that they got. So they opted to stay behind with Sandy Carpa, uh, the uh, Vion's friendly landlord, uh, who uh, promised, who had previously promised to show Ulez his garden. And so Sandy brings you into his apartment and he walks you through. It's uh, a nice place. It's, it's much bigger than Vion's apartment and much more well-decorated. And he just, he's really excited. And he's just, uh, yeah, yeah, come on, come on, follow me, follow me. And, and he takes you through to these sliding doors and he opens them up. And since he's on the ground floor, it opens up into like this kind of surprisingly large square yard with a big fence around it. And it is, kind of a stunning garden. It, it is surprisingly large, incredibly well-kept. There are rows of flowers and plants, all different varieties. Uh, your, your, your software recognizes catmint, uh, miscanthus, coral bells, lily of the valley, all these things. Uh, it, it, it's really quite a sight. And uh, Sandy kind of just, you know, gestures out over the garden. Uh, so, told you I had plants. Here they are. Yes, you, you did. Um if you would wait perhaps 20 to 25 minutes, I would love to run some scans on them. Um, I will remain stationary here. Please do not be alarmed at my lack of movement. Yeah, no, I understand. I love uh, scanning the garden. I, I, I sit out here all the time thinking uh, about how, you know, thousands of years ago before you know, the Europeans came and built this city and these buildings and roads. There was like nothing here but plants just like these. And, and, and truly, it was just, just like any other piece of earth, just nothing. You know, it's cool when you think about it, right? Sandy, will you narrate more of these tales to me? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I, oof, I, I love sitting out here. Uh, this this is actually my wife's garden. Uh, God rest her soul. Um, she she loves kind of coming out and planting seeds. Sometimes she'd buy these mystery packs, and she wouldn't. You know, she would just wait to see what they grew into, and, and, and it was her way of relaxing. You know, she was she was the business type. You know, actually, she was the landlord, so the buildings were her. The, the all the businesses were hers. I'm I'm not really a businessman. I'm actually an artist. And, and, and he leads you over, he's like, come here, look at this. And, and, yes. and he's got in the corner set up, there's an easel. And on it, there's like a pad and, and it looks like Sandy ha has been sketching flowers. And, and, he's, and he's, you know, I, I like to walk around and look at all the flowers and then I draw my favorite ones. It, it kind of makes me feel more connected to them. Um, you want to try? And, and he picks up the pencil and he hands it to you. What appendage would you prefer that I utilize this with? Uh, I guess uh, whichever one you think is the most expressive. Hmm. Why don't I'm... you just... What? Oh, I was going to try my left hand. Ah, yeah. Southpaw, eh? <laughs> he hands you the pencil. Thank you. I think this is uh, an untraditional form of expression. I am not entirely familiar with this. How do I replicate that? Is it with a stabbing motion? 
well, uh, and he picks up a, a second pencil. There's like a little can full of them, and and, and he sort of, you know, he he points to a nearby row of flowers, and and he just kind of quickly sketches like a stem and and, and, the, and the shape of a leaf, and, and and you know, he adds a couple little circles to it, and and you know, shades aside, and before you know it, it's just it's a plant, and and he's like, you know, something like that, but you know, do it your way. I'm going to study this. Please admire. Um, and, and he takes a step back. Is there like a role that you need, or is it just no? You can whatever Ulez does. It's whatever Ulez. You can't does. fail in art. You're so kind. <laughs> I mean, if you want, you can. You you can, but it's like you you are also welcome to just. Just go ahead and draw whatever Rulez draws, and we'll we'll, we'll throw it up. Uh, we'll, we'll put it on Twitter later or something. Okay, so you had mentioned um, cat. What was it? Cat something. Cat, cat mint. Cat mint. I don't know what that is, but both Rulez and B, like A, it they they've understood cats. They've met a dog. They've documented that information. This is proven they exist they know about them but what about the mix them mint um so not only do they spend a good portion of the afternoon studying the cat mint they will um uh, i think their representation of the drawing is their first analysis of what it was and it's a little piece of mint on top of a poorly drawn cat um until they were able to properly understand that it's not really a portmanteau uh, of two words because they don't individually mean a thing it's just a plant uh brulez loves it and um sandy i what do you think oh are you done with the sketch yes okay. well wh what i'll say is um a a as you're finishing up the sketch uh, your your friends, um, uh, Benny, Leon, and Caden, uh, walk in, and uh, they uh, well, we have to pick this up because it happened last week. They quickly let you know that they are on their way into Avalon to help out a friend of Bella Marotta. Anybody want to talk to Ulez or see what they're doing? I'm hard at work. Greetings, though. Well, hey, Ulez. Uh, we're uh, we're going to step out and uh, do a little bit of an uh, investigation on this case. We're going we're kind of following a trail. So, uh, are you you all right to hang out here? I am. I am. Um, Sandy and I have been working on a lot together. Would you be so kind as to see what he has shown me? Yeah, yeah, we got we, we got one second. I, I think we can we can spare, and then you know, then we'll probably have to head on out. I was advised to use a pencil, but I had a hard time holding it, so I picked up the next best thing that I had, and I drew a cat with a mint leaf. What That's fantastic, Ulez. Sorry, Doc. Nothing. I think I'm fitting in very well here. Caden subtly Googles cat based on <laughs> where we are in the timeline of not having yet been introduced to cat last episode. Oh my gosh, you're right. Continuity, my friends. 
pre pre bodega cat. <laughs> great <laughs> cat. Uh, great catch. Uh, so, uh, sorry, <laughs> shouldn't, I shouldn't. Um, so, yeah. So Sandy leads your friends out. He, he walks them out, and then he doesn't come back. And while you are there waiting for Sandy to come back, it changes from day into night. So. It's like the lights go out. Wow. Oh, God, I love this. Um, that's fantastic. <laughs> so, yeah, and, and Sandy just has not come back. Um, and, uh, you know, it is starting to get dark. And, uh, yeah, so what do you do? Oh, well, I mean, I'm, I'm certainly not lonely because I have plants around me. I, I, as much as I would love to practice my artistic expression a little bit more, I have a prime directive. I have been doing my best to perform that. But, and am I still in um, Vion's space? Or am I in Sandy's garden? Right now. Sandy's garden. Okay. Um, I'm going to take the time. You just finished this, your sketch at the easel. To like just really take in this space, especially um, if it's exposed to the outside, like appreciating the dark skies. Um, and if there is any stars that remains outside of that light pollution, um, I'm sure they're beautiful. Well, but, like, I, I think that you can see a couple like right over here. Uh, so North in Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Projecting um, my love of the night sky onto my <laughs> to, to background trends. <laughs> I love it. And while you're admiring the night sky, you, you hear the sounds of arguing voices. Um, you, you can't really make out what they're saying. It's, it's kind of indistinct. It seems to be coming from inside back in Sandy's apartment. Oh, I will investigate. They're the only person that I can really claim as a friend at the moment in the space. And I, I want some, I, I would like somebody else to speak with. It's hard without any other connections. Okay. So you, you walk back through the apartment and you see that the front door is open and you walk straight back through the front door uh, outside back uh, to the, the front stairs of the building. And you see Sandy standing with two men. Um, they are, let's see, if I had to cast them, um, they would be, let's say, um, uh, ooh, what's that guy's name? Um, what is oh. he from? Ooh, that dude from the water. Earth. Hang on. I know, uh, I know this one. <laughs> ooh, what's the name of the guy who plays Daryl on The Walking Dead? Uh, uh, from. Oh, no, I've caught it's your thing, on the Rick. tip of my tongue. Yup, yup. What is it? Uh, from Norman the Reedus, game. says Google. Yes. Norman Reedus. Thank it. you. Yes. Picture Norman Reedus. Oh. But there's two of them. And one of them has kind of long hair and a shaggy beard and is a little unkept and is wearing kind of a heavy black black jacket. 
and the other one is wearing a suit and has short hair and is much neater, but otherwise they are completely identical twins. And they are standing very, very close to Sandy. And uh, hang on a second, I wanna see something. Liz, your awareness is fine. Okay, and when, when you walk out, you, you catch like a little bit of the conversation. Uh, one of these guys, the one with the short hair is kind of leaning in very close to Sandy. And he says, uh, like, what did you do with the body? Where is the body? And, and, and Sandy's just like, I have no idea what you're talking about. You know, and, and, and the other one kind of, you know, grabs Sandy by the collar and, you know, the, the sort of the rougher one with long hair, grabs Sandy by the collar and sort of picks him up a little bit, uh, you know, manhandles him very roughly. And uh, Sandy's just like, I swear, I don't know anything. I don't know anything. Uh, greetings. And I am interrupting. What are we doing? And uh, both of them kind of stop and, and look up at you standing, I guess, at the top of the stairs. And they look at you for a second. And then they look at each other. And they look back to you, and then the one with short hairs, hey, it's you. I have already greeted you. Are we past this part? Uh, you all perform a lot of greetings, and I am quite fond of them. And the rough one takes Sandy Carpa and throws him to the ground very hard. And I'll, I'll tell you what, right now, uh, no, Ule, you have two determination. I'm giving you a point of determination and I am compelling you based on your quality that you are strangely protective to defend Sandy Carpa from this guy. Okay. Oh no. So he just throws him to the ground, uh, and, and 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 then he looks back up at you. Says, hey, friend. Hmm. I don't believe that that is your greeting was a wonderful greeting, but your actions do not match your words. Um, excuse me, and I'm uh, uh, Les will take the. They have little legs, so it takes a couple time to get down the steps. They have to hold onto the railings. Uh, not a lot of stairs where they come from. Stairs, it's all ramps. And as you walk down those stairs awkwardly, uh, the the one with the long hair starts reaching towards uh, the inside of his flak jacket very slowly. I do not. We do not appreciate your treatment here. The individual that you have thrown onto the ground is. They are emitting a color that humans emit when they are injured. And if if you do not comply, I don't like violence. I, I truly don't. But your actions encourage my actions. Ulez is not going to raise their hand yet because they're a baby, but they want to be protective. So they want, they're going to go stand over and around Sandy. And while you're walking, yeah, around, while, while you're putting yourself in place, the one with the short hair is, hey, 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 we, we, this, we, this doesn't have to be, we don't have to go to violence, folks. Just let's keep this nice and under control. Thank uh, you. Yeah, yeah. Why don't, uh, why don't you just come with us? And, 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 and there doesn't have to be a fight. Excellent. Can I bring, we will bring Sandy. 
and 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 Sandy, you know, looks up and he's like, you know, he's like, "Don't go, get out of here." I am assisting. I am protecting. And he kind of, he's like, how, how, how are you going to, and, and, and while, while he's talking, the one with the long hair kicks Sandy like right in the ribs and, and Sandy kind of coughs. I have asked you, please stop harming them. All right. Roll initiative. Ah! <laughs> Don't make me do this. I've tried so hard not to fight. <laughs> Uh, just wants to study plants and make friends. Oh, heck. Humans, am I right? Mm-hmm. All right, so you're rolling your coordination? Yeah. I got a six. You got a six? Mm-hmm. Um, that is a six total? Well, coordinate, coordination plus a 1d6, right? Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's sad, uh, I know. Okay. <laughs> yes, I don't know so if that's what you other areas. <laughs> it was like, yeah, you know you're supposed to add uh, okay, yeah, okay. So all right. Um Okay, you go okay, so the one with the long hair goes first, then you, then the one with the short hair. Um okay. the one with the long hair just reaches back with the hand with the gun and punches at you. Uh, and he is going to roll his prowess. Uh, you you got to decide how you want to, you know, do you want to try and take it with your strength or do you want to try and dodge it with your coordination? Can, can it just hit my really hard helmet? Like, I've got a tough-ish exterior. No, you don't, actually. Your exterior is level two. You're like me. <laughs> I'll put my arms up. Uh, okay, so uh, that's a strength roll. Okay. Oh, you're so lucky. What did you get? I'm rolling. Yeah, I am rolling against you. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what does that mean on this dice? Oh, I swear to God, if it means a one, I'm gonna cry. No, it's the six. Um, eight. Uh, eight. Oh my God. Um, so. He, he goes to throw so a punch. When, as soon as he throws the punch, Sandy Carpa grabs his leg and pulls at him, and his punch kind of steers wide of your head. Uh, and now it's your turn. I'm sure there's a moment um, in which all of this, where, uh, as I kind of tried to imply, Ulez is, is, their form of protection is to kind of stand in the way. They don't, they were never raised around violence. They are an observer. These rather extreme acts of abuse are a little beyond their comprehension. However, there's this welling up of a feeling that isn't a feeling that has really, really ever been in there. And it's combined with that strong sense of wanting to protect. Um, and in layman terms, I think it's just anger. I think it's just good old fashioned anger. Um, so especially upon seeing Sandy try to like, homie is already hurt. And then he takes the time to grab that leg to protect Ulez and I'm supposed to be the one protecting. Mm -mm. So, with both of my hands. I I can't let you do that anymore. I have warned you so many times and this isn't gonna stand. Uh, normally this would just make you a little, it would make you grow better, but I think it does something else now. 
and I'm going to use the power. Okay, make a power roll. Uh, your light blast is level four now. It uh, is. You got your minor change last week, even though you weren't here. Um, so, yeah, you roll level four, and he is just going to use his strength to try and take it because he doesn't know what's coming, so he's essentially just going to stand there. Uh, okay. And they um, thought Ula's was a light weight. <laughs> so, In always uh, except the way they hit it. <laughs> I needed that. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I got a nine. Oh, you got a nine. Yes. Okay. That is a moderate success. Um, you, you blast him and uh, it, 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 you know, because this is your first time ever doing this and it comes more from instinct than from some kind of like strategy, uh, you, you kind of just put your hands out and blast and it, it just barely kind of hits him, but it does hit him. And uh, it it is a weird thing because it, it knocks him back. And as you know, when your light blast hits somebody, you siphon their stamina to yourself. You. Mm -hmm. um, now, uh, what is your? Uh, you are you are actually full right now, so I, I guess the effect would not happen. But he still kind of feels this weird drain as it hits him, and, and, and he backs off, uh, and, and he turns to his uh, twin brother, and he's like. Uh, we need to reassess. And uh, he, he, he puts his gun back in his jacket and the two of them just walk abruptly down the street together and just kind of disappear into a crowd, leaving you there with Sandy Carpa, who is just lying on the sidewalk, kind of gripping his stomach. Well, I believe I resolved the situation. Oh, it seems like, uh, yeah, I hope so, but... I don't know. I, and they have that. left. Oh. oh, sorry. Yeah, no, no. Um, yeah, I, I feel like that's that's probably about right. And and, 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 and you help Sandy, uh, let's say, up and back into the house. And uh, this is going on while you all are the rest of you are out having your adventure with Dale and Prowley uh, that we covered in episode three. And uh, when you, by the time you get back after calling the police on Hugo Hill and watching the arrest go down and all that stuff. It is Tuesday morning, uh, October 13th, uh, at about, I don't know, 5.30, 6 a.m. Uh, the game, uh, just for everyone watching and, and the players, I guess, remember, the game started on October 11th. So now we are on Tuesday, October 13th. So it's been a busy couple of days for y'all. And uh, it is now, yeah, like 5.30, 6 a.m. after your adventure with Dalen Prowley. Dalen and Bella have left. And the three of you are up at Beyond's place, uh, and yeah, and the three of you are up at Beyond's place. All right. Well, uh, anyone want any coffee or anything? My understanding was that sleep was the appropriate course of action for most of you during the summer day. The new day is about starting, though. Does that mean you Maybe. give up? Sometimes. Hmm. Noted. Yeah, so so coffee? I yeah. don't require additional chemical supplementation. Thank you. Okay. I'll take one. All right. Sounds good, Benny. Coming up. And as Vian makes the coffee, it changes from dark <laughs> to light out. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
and uh, there's a knock on the door, and you hear the voice of uh, Sandy Carpa. Dion, you back? Uh, yeah, 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 we're back. I've clearly uh, been misinformed about the hours for circadian patterns, if all of you are awake. No, I mean, you're right. We just aren't healthy. <laughs> and, and Sandy lets himself in, uh, and he comes in with Ulez, and you can see that Sandy is a little worse for the wear. Where you all been? Just all uh, evil doers. <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll just rip that bandit right off. Yeah, yeah, we were just sort of fighting. Uh, let's say it's from some of the darker shadows of the city. <laughs> That's the way to put it. Darker shadows of the city. Yeah. Okay. While you were fighting the darker shadows of the city, I was getting the crap kicked out of me by two kind of hillbilly-looking weirdos, one of them in a suit, the other one had like long hair and looked like a rock star. It, it was, I it just, it, uh, they, they wanted a body, some body, and then, I, I don't know. And then, and then body. I was listening. They wanted one body. Somebody. I, I have no idea what is going on. Uh, uh, they may have also been the darker shadows of your city. There's surely more than one. Um, they just showed up and kicked the shit out of you? That's Well, first they were all like friendly, like asking me about, you know, what I do with it. Where is it? They know I, they know I have it. And, and, and then I'm like, what? And then they say like something about a body, some kind of body. And, and, and I, I, I literally have no idea who they are, what they're talking about. I mean, you know, I know who they are. They, they, they seem like some kind of criminal talk, you know, like these look like organized crime guys to me, but, uh, you know, but I don't know them or anything. All right. Well, it looks like there's like another kind of lead for us to kind of peek into. Is it related to the thing we're already looking for? Perhaps through... Mickey Blomberg, who is not the best choice of mafioso for people to affiliate with. What happened after they kicked the shit out of you? Well, I mean, uh, Ula's here shot some kind of cool thing out of their hands and it hit the guy and then they just took off. I, I guess, I don't know. It was pretty freaky. I was kind of freaked out too so maybe they were freaked out i don't know i don't know what happened honestly it was it all happened pretty fast well done noble victory uh i thank you yes good are ulas are you all right are you hurt or oh no thank you uh i was really lonely and i was tired of talking to the plants so i went to go see sandy and sandy's guests were a little pleasant with their words, but less pleasant with their fists. Um, and they kind of hurt my feelings. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. Sandy, are, are, is there like security cameras at the front of the building? Is there any way we could like see these guys, see, identify them? No. Uh can't think of anything. Uh, next time I'll try and snap a cell phone pic if they come back. Yeah, I could I describe hurt. them as I saw them. My descriptions are much better than Sandy's. Sandy, you do a very uh, minimal job at your human descriptions. 
I appreciate that. I don't know either what a hillbilly nor a rock star is. <laughs> oh, well, Myself yeah. Either. Oh, well, I got to bring you my Leonard Skinner albums then, because we can kill two <laughs> birds with one stone. I mean, I think you'll really enjoy them. Uh, Are the avians also evildoers? Uh, and Sandy kind of quiets down and just. <laughs> Why do they need to kill them with stones? Uh, yeah. So uh, while you're kind of mulling that over, Doc, uh, could we get Ula's? You're very observational. If you could describe, and then possibly Sandy, if we could call upon your artistic uh, prowess, if you could possibly sketch out what these two gentlemen look like. Could I help with the drawing? Yeah, as long as Ula's can help with the drawing. Thank you. Ulez, why don't you make a roll uh, on behalf of Sandy? Let's say uh, his hand got hurt when he was getting beaten, so oh. you, you've got to kind of draw it. So <laughs> okay. we're going to call that uh, drawing for you is probably coordination, I would think. Um, sure. <laughs> what, did, what did we say? Uh, because you have a bonus for art, right? What, yeah, you I have, do. Uh, I literally do. So like, yeah, I'm kind of down for this. Okay, yeah, and uh, we'll call your drawing ability your coordination. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, your dexterity with a pen, let's say. Uh, so yeah, make a uh, coordination roll, and you can add your drawing uh, bonus to that. Seven. Um, okay, you know, I'm going to, you know, let's say it'll be... You draw a... Reasonable likeness. It, it probably is good as like, you know, like the low-level police sketch artist that draws like the guy who kind of looks almost like a stick figure, but it's just <laughs> close enough that it, when you see the guy who did it, it actually kind of looks and you're like, you're like, he does look like that stick figure. You know, it's like, it, it's one of those, you know. Um, so you now have, let's say, a, uh, let's call it a level three sketch. Let 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 you let that you know lets you determine this face within a level three uh, uh, level of recognition in case you come into contact with these people. That's honestly uh, better than I can sketch. So respect. <laughs> I cannot sketch at all. So. Oh um, my gosh. So. Um, yeah. So yeah, you now have that, and Sandy's kind of. So what were you all doing? <laughs> Oh, Sandy, honestly, it's a long story. Yeah, well, I, uh, I hope it all worked out. I'm going to go to sleep. Um, Are you injured? I am a doctor if you need a medical exam performed. When we walked up the stairs, there was a part of him I felt, well, I heard it crunching. Well, they aren't I'm supposed to over. do that. Hmm. A lot of stuff just crunches, you know, when you get my age. But, yeah, uh, why don't you make an uh, examination of Sandy roll for that? Yeah. <laughs> Gotta get some doctoring in. That's a nine. Okay. Um, you think that he is probably generally okay. He has bruised ribs. You don't think any of them are broken. Uh, you think um, he will have a lot of bruising in the places where he was kicked. But otherwise... You do not see any cause for serious immediate alarm. Probably get yourself checked out, you know, more thoroughly later territory. You're going to have some swelling, possibly some bruising. The current medical literature is conflicted as to whether it is a good idea to tape up uh, bruised ribs or let them heal naturally. So monitor over time. Here is 
my card if you need to go to Serrano Memorial please let me know and we'll speak with my coordinator hey Serrano Memorial hey eh? you must yes. be pretty good I am all right I'm gonna hold on to this and he, yes. he just like tucks it into his pocket uh and uh yeah and then kind of you know hobbles out the uh, you know a little bit of a limp but generally okay and uh and, and, and he disappears leaving the four of you alone um and yeah, Bella's gone. You now have Curtis Haber's address uh, and this new lead, and uh, it's daytime. What do you think you might want to do? I'm sure we exposit to Ula's our findings <laughs> and the, what happened last. Oh, yes, perhaps Benny over our nutritional supplementation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we we eat, um, and uh, at some point, Benny takes out uh, her phone. Is like, oh, Ulas, by the way, um, and she has three uh, blurry photos because we were on the move like all night, and the lighting was getting really bad because it's getting dark. Of like plants, she saw one of them is like a weed out of a side crack, sidewalk crack. Um, one of them was like a wilty like flower in a window box, um, and one of them one. is completely unidentifiable. <laughs> Just various like flora that you can see in a city at night she's like looking at the nudge she's like well i'll take better photos of plants for you next time i guess and but shows them anyways i think these are beautiful i don't know what they are so my analysis can only be that they are perfect as is and and as that happens uh um kaden your phone buzzes uh you have a text from dr tally yes she wants you in. Excellent. Please forgive me. I have been texted by my attending. There's the possibility that I will be able to have the good surgeries. Well, go to it, Doc. Yes, I will. Uh, please alert me if there's anything else we need to know about the hillbilly, the rock star, or the Curtis. We'll keep you posted. Thanks. Yes. And uh, you take off, and it'll take you about 10 minutes. I just out, out, partially out of the door. Again, noble victory. <laughs> yeah, it'll take you about 10 or 15 minutes on foot to get from Fort Tremble, Fort Tremble uh, over to your hospital in Yard Hill. And you head over to Serrano Memorial. And uh, uh, sometime in that time, uh, Benny, uh, you also, uh, your phone starts to ring. Um, and you see it is Dino Mink. Uh, she stares at it. She lets it ring until like the last two or three and just goes, hello. Hey, Benny. Uh, missed you at work yesterday, which was, you know, Monday. Uh, mm -hmm. But uh, that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. Um, how was your weekend? Um. Great. There was an earthquake and I was in the hospital. It was not fun. I told you this. Yeah, well, mine sucked. You know, honestly, it's like uh, the lady from the aquarium supply store. She turned out to be like a cult member. You know, those weirdo enlightenment people. It was honestly the longest weekend of my life. Um, How do you have a story like this every week? You know, I asked myself that. <laughs> And, and and there's like a long pause, and then he's like, anyway, uh, we got an interview today, uh, so how long is it going to take you to get in here? And I will tell you that the, the Chatterbox offices are uh, in Ruby Village, right by where you were with Dalen probably the, uh, mm -hmm. the night before. 
and uh, it'll probably take you about, I don't know, 30 to 45 minutes on the subway, depending on, you know, how, how they're running. Uh, I can be there in an hour. <sighs> All right. Just, you know, hurry up. Uh, I don't want to keep uh, our massive celebrity guest waiting. And uh, he hangs up the phone. I think I have to go too. I've skipped a day of work. I've skipped one day of work. You can't say shit to me. <laughs> I guess I have to go too. Also, you needed to get like a new phone and like all yeah, that stuff. I, and you got I have, yeah, it was all bad. It was a bad time. I guess I'm going in because apparently he doesn't understand the meaning of I'm not coming into work. Um, I'll tell him. I'll try. I don't know. What are we do? Are we? Are you guys gonna follow up? On some leads, I guess I can try to. I don't know how much I could do at Chatterbox, but hopefully this interview won't take long, and I can be back, meet up with you guys again in a few hours. Uh, Benny, you got a life, so you go live it, and then when we're able to reconvene, then we'll reconvene. Not gonna we'll lie, this is the, the yeah. Not gonna oh. lie, this is the most um, exciting thing that's happened to me in uh, several months. So I will be back post taste. Uh, <laughs> I'll keep in touch. <laughs> Right, she good. slams the rest of her coffee and we'll head head back towards Shatterbox. All right, yeah, and you are on your way. Um, Dion and Ulez, you are left together in the apartment. Um, and we'll say that you, the two of you kind of catch up a little and we're gonna jump over to Serrano Memorial as Caden is arriving. And uh, you see uh, Dr. Abigail Fripp, your roommate, uh, working on uh, some patients, and uh, she sort of motions you to come over. Uh, but before you can get over there, Dr. Tally steps into your path. Dr. Dialta. Dr. Tally. Uh, why don't we go talk in my office? Of course, doctor. And she leads you to her office and she sits down behind her desk and offers you the seat in front. And uh, you, you have been at work, and she looks down at her schedule, two hours in the past two days. Is, is, is that right? That is in keeping with the efficiency of surgery I performed yesterday morning, yes. Efficiency. Yes, if you'd like to see the charts for the patients, no, I, I believe I believe you that they are efficient in that sense. That is why I hired you, Dr. Dialto. You know there is nothing more important to me than getting a patient through surgery while being under anesthesia, anesthesia for the minimum amount of time. And when I saw your skills, I knew I wanted you on my team. But I only want you on my team if you can turn around a volume of patients that makes it worthwhile. And two hours in two days is even beneath the standards of your generous agreement. Were there good surgeries then? <laughs> they were excellent surgeries. All of the surgeries you do is excellent. Dr. Dialto, you are extremely good at what you do because and she points over at Fripp, who you can see sort of through the window of her office. You don't get bogged down and overly attached. You, you are cold. 
you turn it off like a machine, like like a robot. And 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 and, and when you do it, you 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 are the best surgeon in this hospital. But I can see you are preoccupied. It is pretty obvious all over your face. What is it that is occupying your attention so much? The circumstances surrounding the recent earthquake, Doctor. They trouble me, especially this nearer to our hospital. Make a uh, willpower roll. Kidney is telling the truth. Yeah, um, and, and, and she buys it, uh, if just. She, she maybe senses that you are not giving her the full truth, but um, Dr. D'Alto, uh, I suggest you get back to work, and I suggest uh, you put your mind back in to your job for a while. Of course, Doctor. Dismissed. Are we still rounding at 8 a.m.? Uh, sorry, I didn't catch it. Are we still rounding at 8 a.m.? <sighs> yes. Yes, Then I'll are. complete three rounds and see you then. Thank you, Doctor. Thank you, Doctor. And she just watches you go. And uh, where do you go? Uh, I round on my patients because I do remember I have done, I did a surgery yesterday. Um, I think I rolled a nine on it. Yes, um, that was the one where I was on the phone and I was like opening a sternum. That's all I remember. I just remember the sternum. Um, and I'll have, I think there's at least one other patient I need to round on as well as any others who are going to be on the docket. Uh, for the day, basically a resident is going to do rounds before they round with the attending so that they have something to present about each patient. Okay. Uh, so yeah, it's really pre-rounds, seeing what patients are up, um, claiming territory, what? Claiming territory, okay. Yeah. And, I want uh, the good surgeries. You and are I'm earlier than everyone else, so I get them. Yeah, you, you are making your rounds. And uh, while you are doing that, uh, Benny, uh, you arrive at the Chatterbox offices and find Dino Mink, who uh, I would say I would cast like, uh, let's say, a young Vince Vaughn. Um, and uh, he, he, he kind of just sees you come in and he's, Benny, Benny, uh, it's good to see you. Is it? Sorry, what's up? All right, well... We just have to get through this, and then I can go back to sulking. Um, we, uh, you know, I need you to do your wonderful job holding the lights and the cables uh, mm -hmm. while I uh, interview. Um, well, celebrity guest may have been a bit of an overstatement. Um, are you familiar with the D movie king, Joel Fons? Am I? <laughs> um, let's say you're not. Uh, and and, and uh, uh, he's one of these independent filmmakers whose movies are so bad that people love to watch them. So he's actually got a lot of buzz right now. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, he, he takes it very seriously, which strangely just seems to make them funnier. Um, anyway, I want to get things set up. And uh, he starts, uh, you know, 
unpacking his gear and stuff like that. And uh, I fall into step. I know how to do this part at this point. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, you you get to the grind. And um, uh, Benny, what do you have right now? Do you have determination points? Is that what you're asking? Determination. About? Yeah. One. Um, and I, I'm going to give you a point of determination because uh, Benny, you, you you have a quality which. Uh, we, we we gave the rather extravagant name uh, to um, uh, uh, what is it called? It is fire that's closest kept burns most of all. Fire that's closest kept burns most of all, and uh, what this basically means in short is that sometimes you kind of lose control. And uh, I am giving you a point of determination because while uh, uh, Dino is unpacking his bag right behind him, um, your hair cascades into fire. Okay, well, she probably immediately spikes a panic, which probably doesn't help right away. Um, but yeah, she I would try to put it out as fast as she could. Okay, do me a favor, quick, make a coordination roll. Coordination. Uh. <laughs> oh, wait. I got new, my Benny. I got my the coffee dice. We'll do the coffee dice. Yes. Coffee um, dice for coffee boss. Yeah. Five. <laughs> and he just whirls around and sees your hair just like in flames. And he's just like, oh my God. Oh my God. And, and, and he kind of like looks around and, and, and he, he takes his jacket off and he starts like hitting you on the head. No, it's good. I'm fine. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. What do you, what do you mean you've got it? It's fine. It's fine. I almost got it out. I almost got it out. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to stands there watching as you sort of beat your head and it doesn't really go out at all. Uh, <laughs> it just keep, kind of keep coming back. And eventually are, there, are there lights up already? <laughs> um, so it looks like I got too close to something. <laughs> no, uh, they are not up yet. And um, Theo is just standing there and he's like, Can I make like a willpower check to get it under control? Yeah, do it. Okay, okay, okay. Oh boy. Nine. Okay, and your hair goes out. <laughs> and he's just watching it. He's like, What? What just happened? You, your whole hair turned into fire. Peter's, I don't know. <laughs> what do you mean you don't know? Your hair turned into fire. Yeah, how would you react if your hair turned into fire? Do you know? <laughs> I mean, I would probably be screaming in pain because my head would be burned, which yours is not. And, and? why? I want, him to, I want him to drop it so bad. <laughs> why isn't your head burned, Benny? Can I be excused for the day? Make a willpower roll. Fuck. <laughs> oh boy. Jeez. Eight. I. Uh, you know what? Yeah, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna call the D movie king and reschedule this interview. Why don't you take the rest of the day off? Okay. Thanks. She puts down any like she if she had like some wires wrapped around like her elbow and just kind of like shrugs all of it off and goes okay and yeah, then and grabs her bag and, and leaves. 
yeah, you, you see him just kind of collapse into his desk chair and stare at you as you just exit the room and run. I didn't know. And uh, yeah, while that is going on, um, let's say by now uh, it's, I don't know, 8, 9 a.m., uh, something like that. And let's say back at Vion's apartment. Oh, what 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 have you been do you two been doing for the last couple hours? I have something. If you don't, uh, go for it. Uh, just cataloging to you all of the plants that I have learned about. Um, discussing some of the so, like cellular molecules. Talking about the biology, how they can impact other environments around them. You know, regular conversational stuff. Perfect. Oh. And uh, while they are doing that, Theon, you are. What are you doing? You go to sleep. You just hanging out. What are you doing? I'm. Yeah. I. I sit uh, on the table in sort of like a. I've like folded my legs. It's almost like a meditative stance. And honestly, hearing about the plants is just like I'm just kind of like focusing. And it's not like I'm like like phasing out or anything like that. I am paying attention, but it's like calming me. So I'm just kind of like sort of meditating in that way. Okay, but you're not phased. No, 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 no. Sorry, that was an uh, inappropriate use no, of that no, word. Because you could. I'm chilling. Um, and yeah, and while you're chilling, uh, you your your phone starts to buzz, um, and uh, it is uh, an unknown number. Uh oh, sorry. I'm sorry. One sec, Ulez. I'm just going to answer this really quickly. But then, okay. but then, then I would like for you to continue. Oh, good. Hello? Uh, hello. And you hear a man's voice. Um, is this Vion Vigor? Well, that depends who's asking. <laughs> it is, it is. Yeah, who's this? Uh, well, for now, I would prefer to withhold my name. Um, I, uh, I read about you in the article. I'm sorry, which article is that specifically? Well, this morning, the, the Port Ruby Standard, uh, there's a huge article on the arrest of restaurateur Hugo Hill. The whistleblower, uh, Dalen Prawley, said Vion Vigor, private investigator, helped her bring him down. Is that you? Am I, is this the right person? Yeah, will you give me just one quick second? I will be sorry. I'll be right back. I would like to. I'm still have the phone in my hand. I would like to just get up. Uh, I've got like a dish by, like you know, like in Reservoir Dogs, how Mr. Orange has like that bowl of coins. <laughs> I feel like I have a similar thing, so I just want to scoop up some coins, go right down to the newsstand, like the or the newspaper like box that's outside. I need to get an issue of this paper. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Um, you, you, yeah, it's just like that. You know, you grab the coins, you run down the stairs, you go over to the news box, you put it in, uh, and the Port Ruby Standard is like, uh, it's, it's like the New York Times of this, uh, this city. And uh, you, you grab it, and right there on all the way, uh, uh, let's say the second, you know, the middle column, um, there is a restaurateur, or a prominent uh, Rifton restaurateur um, brought down in extortion scam. Wait, are we above the fold or below the fold? <gasps> below the fold. Reasonable. Reasonable. I, I didn't know Girl. that's why it's Run. called that. Thank you, Sam. I like legitimately. Okay, anyhow. <laughs> we'll talk about that at break. 
you totally could have chose to imagine you were above the fold, but now that you're asking, let's say below. <laughs> um, uh, oh, by the way, it looks like we are, wow, we are all, just a little over $50 away from the after credits lore drop already. Um, what? Uh, yeah. Um, uh, okay, so Caden, you're going to get your baton. Um, we'll get back to that. <laughs> yeah, you, you get the newspaper and you, uh, uh, by the way, thank you so much, everybody. Um, and you run back upstairs uh, reading the newspaper, and yeah, uh, Dalen Prawley, who uh, has granted an interview as a whistleblower to the Port Ruby Standard apparently early this morning and made the early edition, uh, sort of spilled the beans on Hugo Hill, uh, except, you know, the vampire part. And uh, it's all right there, and your name is very prominently mentioned. Uh, just uh, private investigator beyond vigor, not none of the rest of you. Uh, yeah, I'm so sorry about that. I just had to step out for a second. Uh, so yeah, you saw the paper in the story that features my name quite prominently. Uh, how can I help you? Well, um, I am looking oh, very delicate. Um, I, I, can I? come down to your office maybe we can talk yeah absolutely that's you can totally do that great great um uh how's later this afternoon that should be perfectly fine is there like a number i can contact you back with or you just want to play it um real close to the chest here no i i, I will contact you Okay. Meanwhile, well. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, I was just saying, meanwhile, back at the hospital, uh, you, you have completed your rounds and you, uh, you have been assigned a fairly heavy rotation, uh, surgery rotation today from uh, Dr. Tally. Um, Are they good surgeries? They're not the best it's actually like a high volume of small kind of crappy ones you you maybe get the sense you're, you're, you're who gonna... gets the best um dr fripp seems to have gotten uh some of the okay things. she she likes the pediatric cases if the good cases are pediatrics then then it is acceptable <laughs> um benny where did you go when you left the chatterbox office She hates it when that happens. Like that's like really upsetting to her. Um, so she probably went back home, back to her apartment in an attempt to just like, you know, like reset nap. She didn't sleep last night. She was already kind of a little afraid. So I think she's gonna go try to like, we're starting the day over, shower, take like a 45 minute nap and then we'll probably end up back at Vian's eventually, um, but like, That'll probably be like a significant, like a two to three hour chunk of time, however long it takes her to get to her apartment and back to dance. But that's that's her plan. She hates that a lot. And so she wants to start today over. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That is exactly what you're doing for the next few hours. Um, and Caden, uh, uh, um, you, you work your way through your surgeries uh, and... Um, you finally get to your break, uh, let's say somewhere around, I don't know, 4 p.m. 
what do you want to do now? Let's say uh, Dr. Tally says, um, don't go far. I've got you on call for another couple of hours. Understood, doctor. Thank you. Uh, I am going to go across the street to the construction site. Yeah. Okay. Oh. In, in game one, yeah, in the first episode, uh, across the street, we established that there was a construction site where uh, you all saved a construction worker. I think his name was Glenn Harrell. Uh, from being buried under a pile of cinder blocks. And uh, after the earthquake, that construction site was closed down. Um, it, it now has a chain and uh, the front gate is locked again. That makes sense. It was extremely unsafe. Blocks fell from the ceiling and could have killed humans. So you find yourself standing at this locked wooden gate. Uh... Is this a climbable fence, or is it more efficient simply to... What is your coordination? Four. Four. Uh, why don't you try and roll for it, if you want to try and climb it? All right, sure. Seven. Okay. Um, you, you, you try, you think it's going to be kind of easy and you, you know, you, you leap up and kind of pull yourself up and it's one of these where it's like the, the surface is a little bit slicker than it looks and, and, and it takes you a second and, it, and it's a little bit awkward and, and you kind of roll over the top and, and drop to the other side. Uh, it's not pretty, but you make it. Fortunately, I wasn't being scored on style for this one. <laughs> well, that's what you think. <laughs> Dr. Tally isn't scoring me for style on this one. Uh, I'll proceed farther into the construction site so that they're probably around where I was, uh, where we all were. Yeah, there was a, a, a sort of like a large hole in the middle of the floor. It looks like, exactly. you know, there's been some, right, you know, that you can see into the basement. So, do you want to go down back into that hole? Is that what you're saying? Or you like, you know, you want to like walk in back that area. I'm, I'm going sure, roughly for the, for the purpose of avoiding sight line broadly yeah, speaking. Okay. Behind the fence and, and this far in, you know, you, you don't have to go into the hole. You are not visible from the street. And now I train. Tell us what your training is like. Yes. So I'm training specifically for the John Doe, who is now Curtis, who, who stole my voice. So my combat is both through the use of my voice and through the use of my body. I train both, I train them both together in harmony. I rely in large part on the katas and the movement patterns that I learned in the pages hall when I was young, the things that are in my muscle memory, the things that are comforting in a way, the way that routine, it feels different in my body this way, but all the more so it's important to learn what that's like this way. Oh. So like a, like a bender, 
I will punch through a cinder block, and then with my other hand, I will also punch, and 10 feet away, I will blast out with my voice. So the motions are the same, but the effects are distinct, but they are all in sync, because this man who stole my voice doesn't know how to use it. And that is the difference between us. He had it for a moment, and I've had it for a life. And how dare he? Yeah, and, and it's just like you describe. You, you, you're sort of like yeah, like a bender, you know, a harmonic resonance bender. Yeah, you're you're going through your training exercises, and and it's precision that you practice using your power to take out a specific block in a pile, using your your, your power to knock one you know, tin can off the fence, leaving up the ones around it, that kind of thing. And, uh, and it works, you know, you, and the more you practice, the better it gets. You start getting the tin can a little bit faster. You start getting that, that rock, you know, a, a little bit more and not damaging the ones around it. And, uh, and we're just going to integrate that as how you get your changes for this week. Um, because you, you know, you, you've got a minor change and a moderate change coming to you this week. And, and let's say, this brings your power level up in general. So from this point on, you're operating at a power level five, Caden. And uh, it, uh, your other, what was your other change? Uh, my prowess. I'm also oh, fighting better because yes. I am integrating the two. Yeah, and that also raises your prowess because you're, you're, you're practicing fighting. Um, and that takes you, you know, uh, let's say another hour or so. And uh, then you head back to the hospital or something. I shouldn't decide for you. Um, uh, I I have my my phone. My it's not a pager, really. I have that if I if it's needed. I am going to make sure I leave myself at least half an hour before I have to be back for evening rounds, so that I can use the showers at the hospital, because at this point, uh, I have worked up sweat on top of my iridescence, and the makeup, of course, does not run. But I, I'm going to take a, a long loop around the neighborhood, just a bit of evening of night air before I go back in. I... I don't know how far this is, but what's on Caden's mind, at least, they might turn back and not have enough time, but they're thinking about uh, the storage units. So they might let their walk take them in that direction. Uh, not not for... Not not for the crime and Curtis and all that. It's... Um, there's a dog there that they met. Yeah, you, you're, you walk through um, Yard Hill, which is a really, you know, great kind of great neighborhood. Uh, yeah, you know, people out on the street, vendors, it's, you know, very kind of friendly area and uh, busy. Um, and uh, it, it's nice. It's, it, it, it's sort of an invigorating walk. And your route actually takes you by Carpa Storage, which is very close to the hospital, as uh, you know, we've already established. And uh, uh, you walk up, um, it is 
it is still open at this point. It's probably only like, yeah, like, you know, 4 or 5 p.m., right? We said, well, you said, we said it was like 4 when you went outside. Right, so let's say it's about 5.30-ish right now. Yeah, so the, the storage facility is still open for another half hour or so. And uh, the gates are unlocked. And, uh, you know, you can sort of see customers, people kind of in the parking lot, walking in and out with stuff. Dog? Um... You don't see the dog out front. Um, you, you're just gonna go looking for the dog. Yes, I'm. I'm okay. I'm asking for them. You go uh, walking in towards the storage facility building, and uh, a dog. young guy uh, pops his head out. He's like, "Hey, uh, are you looking for your box?" No. Uh, Wait, is it named Box? No, no, the storage box where you that you rented would. Is that, is that you're looking for your, your, your storage locker. That's what I mean. No. Uh, you're looking for somebody else's storage locker? No. Are you looking to rent a storage locker? Why would that be needed? To store stuff. What kind of stuff? I, I'm sure I wouldn't know. Uh, then what are you doing here? I work here. I'm... And you don't know what is stored here? <laughs> well, no, that's not how it works. We, we give you the... What are you doing here? I'm, at the moment, I'm talking to you, but I'm looking for Dog. Have you seen him? Dog? Yes. Is that a person or an actual dog? An actual dog. You lost your dog, and you think it might be somewhere in the storage lockers? I last saw a dog here. Oh, uh, make a willpower roll. Mm -hmm. That was cocked. That was better. Eight. Yeah, okay. All right, just, uh... You know, go, you can look for your dog. I, I understand. I'm a dog person myself. Just uh, go on in there and, uh, you know, let me know if I can help. Thank you, uh, Stuart. Actually, my name is Brian. Stuart was the guy <laughs> they fired, but um, thank you. Of course. Fired? I'm just thinking of Benny in, in the back of my head. Yeah, he... Uh, I think he might have been stealing from the lockers. I don't know. You know, they don't like that here. Don't tell anyone. I can else. see why theft might be frowned upon at a place where things are stored, the contents you know not of. See, that's what I'm talking about. So he goes back to his work, and uh, are you, in fact, going to go looking for the dog? Yes. Okay. You walk through. Uh, okay, where? Hang on. I got the dogs. Uh, Yep, I remember the dog made a willpower roll. Yeah, the dog's <laughs> got a character sheet. Yep. Uh, yeah. I'm glad you understand uh, my content. Guard, guard. Uh, um, oh, so their first name is Guard. Good to know. Hmm. Uh, you are walking around the storage facility uh, for a while. You do not see the dog. Um, uh, you, you basically walk through all the available hallways uh, until... You finally come to one door that is marked private. Uh, it is locked from the outside. 
we went through this this whole place uh, when we were looking at the uh, the camera footage and examining the oh, yeah, yeah. scene. So I have probably seen a fair number of these locations on CCTV, if nothing else. Uh, do I remember any context of this? Is this near the place with the uh, lightning truck? Like, do I know anything about this? I'll tell you based what, on making, previous context. Make an intellect roll. Absolutely. Oh man, I can uh, roll nothing but ones tonight. I just did too, uh, because because I didn't roll my pink die. This is very uh. consistent, and I don't know why do I even have that lever. Go put you down <laughs> over there. Uh, that that's a five for me, dog. Um, okay, that is enough. And yeah, let's say you remember that uh, there there were three large empty cages in this room that you saw through the video, the security camera panel at night when you came here. Large cage like dog, like person, like elephant? Like dog, like kennel cages, you know, kennel style. Okay. I'm basically telling you this is where the dogs are. Yeah, yeah. If I look around, is there CC is there a CCTV here um, on this angle? There is a there is a camera going straight down the hall you're in. Okay. Um. It occurs to me that the way um I do things, it doesn't look like lockpicking. I'd like to uh go through the door, uh the same way that I went through the safe. Um. Yeah. Tell you. You know what. I I am not even going to make you roll for this necessarily because you're not in the heat of action time. So it's like, you can just keep trying it again and again until you get it. And uh, yeah, you do your complex task thing where you, uh, you know, right, kind of shake the tumblers inside the lock and it opens. And on the inside, you find three kennels with three sleeping dogs inside. Three German shepherds. Uh, you'll have to make an awareness roll for me so that I know which, like, do I know which dog? I didn't realize that they could all be. Yes, you can tell from uh, the collar, let's say, I don't remember if I established it, let's say it's a red collar, you remember. Um, and uh, they all, all three of them have different colored collars, so you can find the red one. Different color collars, perfect. Color well, collar. Well, uh, I certainly wasn't preparing for this but I just happen to have uh, some jerky from the hospital vending machines with me. Not that I intended to go here in particular to visit a dog. Um, yeah, and the German Shepherd uh, you know, kind of sniffs at the jerky. And, uh, yeah, so it's very, uh, I break it actually into pieces now that I know there are three and it's one is expected to, to share with these things, but I'll, I'll put it under the dog's nose. So it's probably going to be that thing where they... And then they wake up and realize there's food. And uh, the dog kind of sniffs at it and then, you know, very gently kind of takes its mouth and takes it from you and takes it back and then kind of puts it down on the floor and sniffs at it and then picks it back up and, and, and gobbles it down. I'm glad you're not alone. There are other dog. That's good. Make a willpower roll. See, now my die is much nicer. Uh, that's a seven. Okay. The dog just starts licking your face. Clearly loves you for the beach beef jerky. 
I thank you. It, I, you are not like the humans. You're you're more. Yes, you're more. You're like kind of what now? <laughs> you're very nice. Thank you. You know what? I'm going to smash cut back to Vion's place. You can decide whether or not you took the dog with you off camera. Um, and uh, um, Vion, what, what have you and Ulez been doing uh, throughout the day? We, I've been walking Ulez around the apartment and explaining what different uh, objects do, um, whether they're style or function in their emphasis. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and I've also been getting a little bit more information, I think, from Ulez. Not necessarily, like, in prying information, but just, like, checking up on, like, how much space might you need to be comfortable if, you know, like, what do you consume for energy, things like that. I like that. I'm trying to think, what has been the most complicated item in your abode to understand? Um, I got a record player. But why? Well, it, it makes it, it plays music. The sounds that you emit that do not provide factual information. That's uh, mostly correct. Although I do have a few old, <laughs> like science lectures that got recorded onto vinyl. But it's more of like a hipster thing that I kind of keep on me yeah mostly it's 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 an experience you know the entire that's what i like about this is it's, it's kind of an old practice uh that you know we've kept around and there's just something in the ritual of of making sure the stylus touches you know your vinyl and hearing the pops and the scratches it's it's not perfect but that's kind of what i like about it a little bit more that you kind of accept what it is i like the sound of the static it is the best part of this music of yours what oh, we're going to get along just fine, Ulysses. Hey, Vion, what are you playing for them? Oh, what a good oh, question. No. <laughs> um, I Well, I think it, before throwing Ulysses into the deep end with like maybe like a, our version of Tegan and Sarah or something, which is what I would play. Um, like I'm thinking like this it. is just like some music, like maybe a soundtrack or something to a film. What film? In our universe, I want to say it's. Uh, our, our, yeah, we, we play in a weird blend of reality and fantasy. So okay, great. Whatever. Like the future soundtrack. That's cool. I mean, that was the first record I ever bought for my record player. Was the Back to the Future picture disc. So let's go with that. Alan Silvestri's Back to the Future soundtrack. Yeah. So as you're listening to this music, and it's just dun 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 dun. dun. And, and and just you know what do you think of it we don't like it now, let me let me throw you some elmer bernstein or something like that let me try something else and i'd like to put on like a western soundtrack maybe like magnificent seven or something like that or shenandoah valley or something 
Oh. Shenandoah. Shenandoah Valley is the place. Just Shenandoah. <laughs> okay. Um, right. Uh, oh, oh, I can't get the one in my head off the top of my head. Um, but, <laughs> it's, you know, it's cool old cowboy music, you know. Um, Good and the Bad and the Ugly. or Good and the Bad and the Ugly. Or like Elmer Bernstein's got like those catchy, you know, kind of. Actually, they got What's amazing about this piece of musical, Les, that I really like is that mm -hmm. even if you've never been out to the landscape from which this, you know, this film was was made, you can kind of picture it. You have that sense of like being on the horse and trotting out and the big open sky and the big open land and that feeling that you can do anything. Do you feel that, Ulez? I feel a sense of vastness. A lot of the other terms we'll work on. Great. I think, I mean, you're 80% there. Oh, good. Good. This, I can work with this. I like this. I will sit here. So we was sitting down jamming with old Elmer Bernstein soundtrack, <laughs> uh, which honestly makes my heart so happy. Um, and uh, what what are you doing now, Benny? It's 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 about five. The sun the sun is starting to go down a little bit. What what are you doing? Um, I think yeah, I think she took her just absolutely ice cold shower. Uh, took her nap. She's feeling a little bit more like a human person. She ate because I think they had like small breakfast at at <laughs> at uh, Vian's house and probably has not eaten since. So she's gonna put something together and in, uh, in the apartment for dinner, avoiding her roommates. Um, and then I think she's probably. I think she just kind of does some like repetitive stuff. Like she's gonna try to. try to recenter i think because she's tried a lot like of different like meditation adjacent grounding things like she's got like a repertoire and not none of them really seem to do anything but sometimes it helps her like emotionally when that kind of a thing happens um because i don't think she's done it in public in a long time like burst into flame on accident and so she's trying to like okay there's been a lot of excitement in the past couple of days uh she's gonna like take apart like a camera and like do like she hasn't cleaned something in a while. So she's going to go through and take it apart and clean all of the pieces, clean all of her lenses, um, put it all back together. Kind of just like a, okay, this is something you know how to do. This is you're in your apartment, like we're good. And then I think after she's eaten and, and done a little bit of that, whether or not it's helped, she'll find out. <laughs> she'll find out later, but it's something that she knows how to do. And then I think she's going to go back to Vian's place because they had said that they were going to meet up again later. Yeah. Okay. I love all that. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> also, I get, I get relaxed, like kind of cleaning stuff out and like doing like mm -hmm. detailed work like that. So mm -hmm. I totally relate uh, to Benny. Um, and yeah, you, uh, you, you, you hop in the subway, uh, you know, over from warehouse city, it's going to take you a good 40 minutes uh, to get all the way over to Fort Tremble. Um, uh, oh, we can put up map number two, Jake. Uh, it's got all of the relevant uh, Baronsdale towns on it uh, this week, I think. And uh, yeah. And uh, Caden, what are you doing uh, writing about now? Uh, Caden does not take dog because dog is here. The notion of dog going somewhere else requires its own sort of social context. So like that would easily be theft of like that's, that's <laughs> kidnapping. 
uh, we just had a whole scenario with someone's soul for that sort of thing. And, and I don't want someone like me to come after me. Mm -hmm. uh, so this is very much uh, in the same way that Caden would go to the observatory, but not take the telescope. You go to the storage unit and you don't take the dog. <laughs> so you just the exact same thought process. Uh, so they return to the hospital to round um, would be the next thing that they do. Uh, because Tally was like back in a couple hours. Yeah, and, and and let's say you know you complete your couple of hours by um, let's say seven, so it is night again. And uh, and then what for you? Um, uh, Tally is not around. She has gone home. Yes, if I've finished rounding, then I'll hand off uh, to the intern on the next shift, and I will uh, text. Do we yet have a group text, y'all? <laughs> how have how have people been contacting? I Good think question. so far. Because I don't individual. understand the social significance of a group text, but it is efficient. Yeah, I don't know if we've necessarily stated that we've started a group chat. I think it's all been, at this point, declaring individual messaging, but. <laughs> Caden so could make one. <laughs> I, I that, that is, in idea. fact, what happens next. Yes. Caden uh, initiates a, a group chat. Uh, are we convening? Question mark. Come on over, Doc. I send. I will rendezvous at your location. Uh, Benny, you see that message appear on your phone as you are coming out of the subway. Ugh. And she'll just uh, ETA however far of a walk it is to, <laughs> to get to Vans. Yeah, and uh, um, it's a lot closer to uh, the uh, to Serrano Memorial uh, in Yard Hill than it is to you. So let's say when you walk in, the three of them are waiting, Caden having just arrived. Hello. How's it going? Oh, reasonably well. Uh, mostly uh, tumor resections. And you? Just listen to some movie soundtracks, talk about some flowers, you know? Standard Tuesday stuff. Very good. Use of a record was introduced to me. I'll oh, gesture at the record that is still spinning. Written? Digital? Um, analog? Yes. I was listening, Vian, and I recorded that information properly. <laughs> Look at that. Of course. Caden uh, subtly grabs their phone and is going to just do some, do some side Google. <laughs> right. And Benny, how about you? How has your day been? Oh, boy. Uh, I think I've done too much lighting on fire the past couple of days because got to work and it kind of happened right away. So I didn't what do did much. I went home. Work caught fire. Oh, no, yeah, no, no, no. Luckily, just Benny caught fire. But um, I thought you had an agreement. Well, yeah. Just on the it doesn't hurt me side. It does not care about... Um, the social structures of the rest of the world and whether or not that would be an appropriate scenario in which to, you know, start on fire. But, but other than that, I had a nice nap. Nice. That's good. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a phone call. Wait, we're in the paper. <laughs> Y'all know this? No. Yeah, like this. Like what we did is in the newspaper, and I show like the newspaper, like the the, the front page. Yeah, and by the way, that mysterious caller never materialized. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. <laughs> um, I got like a contact about like someone called me about like uh, uh possibly taking up like an investigation, but they didn't show up, so we kind of just hung out. What's the byline on the story? <laughs> the byline on the story the is um, Ann Witt. W-I-T-T. Uh, so uh, was it this person? And I point to the name Ann. Who, who wrote the article? Yes, the one who, who contacted you. Was it this one? Oh, uh, well, I never met them. They they gave me absolutely no information. That seems impractical. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> so, your landlord was accosted by someone regarding a body, and you were called regarding... Our our events, but with no follow up. Yeah. Hey Doc, could you pull up like an online video of this Ann Wit? I'll just compare voices really quickly. Yes. And if it's not, that's fine. Let's just you know cross that option off the list. You know. I'm. I have become proficient in using your digital databases. Oh, great. I proceed to Google. I'm so good at Google. <laughs> I'm right? so impressed. Let's <laughs> very impressed at your skills. I, I, Caden appreciates that validation. <laughs> Has Ula, have we gotten Ula's phone yet, or did they have their own like terminal in which to communicate with? That should be a high on our to do list. <laughs> we should yeah. the phone. <laughs> uh, you do find um, a bio for Ann Witt, but uh, you don't. You know, that's a writer. You don't find any sample of her voice. Yeah, figures. Yeah, I don't think I'm quite at the level of like, there's knowing how to research things and there is Google Foo and these are separate <laughs> skills. So I don't know that you can, for instance, try to go through someone's Facebook or or look on YouTube for video to like try to get some unrelated what? clip or something like that. I'll tell you what, make an investigation roll. Oh. Maybe it'll be on the phone. Oh, first that was a six on the dice. Ooh. So that's a 10. <laughs> nice. Um, I might have been lying about my own Google Foo. You find a lot of articles by Ann Witt uh, for the uh, uh, the Port Ruby Standard. Um, it looks like she's been writing there for you know upwards of twenty years or something, and otherwise uh, not not really a lot of footage. Um, uh, you get a picture. Let's see who's a good actress to be Ann Witt. Um, anybody got a suggestion for a nice reporterly actress? Lucy Liu. Lucy Liu. Yeah, it's a picture of Lucy Liu. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sam. Um, <laughs> uh, what is her, what's her beat? She's been writing for 20 flipping years, like broadly speaking. Uh, is it been local news coverage the whole time? Is there any particular like crime beat? Was she previously on something else and now is doing this stuff? Uh, let's say she used to be on city beat and now works on crime beat. Okay. Okay. 
Um, and while you are sort of looking into that research, uh, why don't we say y'all research while we're taking a break? Uh, so why don't we take uh, 10 minutes starting about now and we'll be right back. Oh my God. Uh, wow, we're actually over. We, we, we've got the after credits lore drop open. Uh, uh, yeah, God, I, 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 I don't have that screen up. So it's like, <laughs> I just saw that now. Thank you I'm so much. Oh my God. Uh, we are we are super grateful. And oh my God, I'm so excited. We get another lore drop. Um, so yeah, everybody take 10 minutes and uh, meet us right back here. Welcome back. Uh, wow. Yeah, we are super grateful. You got us uh, $10 over uh, uh, the after credits lore drop. Um, like I said, the after credits lore drop, uh, I mean, I don't want to, no, no offense to everybody. I, I mean, I feel so fortunate to play with these people, but quickly becoming one of my favorite parts of the game. Um, uh, even though it's not part, you know, I don't know. So, no, but uh, thank you so much, everybody. You, you've been incredibly generous with us, you know, for all this season so far, and we are incredibly grateful. And uh, I guess let's just pick up where we left off. So it was, um, yeah, it was just nightfall, and uh, you had been looking into uh, the reporter and wits and just generally talking amongst yourselves. All right, so we got two choices, I suppose. We can follow our original lead, and we can also uh, go, at, go talk to the reporter. Other than reporting on our destruction of evildoers, is there some direct relevance to this reporter? To Anne Witt? Yes. Not really. And we have no further information about the people who accosted your landlord, correct? Uh, the twins? Nope. I, I believe that they were a rock star and... A, hill, a hillbilly. Thank you. Do you want us to really quickly explain what those are? <laughs> that would be incredibly helpful. Thank you. Uh, all right, let's tag team this one, Benny. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. I'll play support. Uh, Go for it. A, a rock star is kind of like our idea of it is like, uh, like you know, the music you were just listening to, uh, Ules? Yes. Uh, it's kind of like sort of the like a, a big musician, a famous musician who's got a lot of energy. And you're like, wow, you're very good. That's like mm -hmm. a rock star. Living like good life, they kind of have fun all the time. I feel like is a common perception. Yeah, yeah. It's like they're very good at what they do, but they also it's like what they do is party. Yeah. Other musicians that are known for not having fun. Yeah. They're yeah. <laughs> Especially okay. like in folk oh, I understand music and this. stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> having a bad time. <laughs> right. I mean, there are some that are defined by there that. There are that a lot of yeah. Yeah. That's true. yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's called classical music, living in the viola section. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and a hillbilly is uh, sort of like an older, uh, I think it's an Americana term, if I'm not mistaken. And it's sort of someone who lives outside of what you might consider like congested society, maybe like a little out of touch with modern uh archetypes a little bit uh they're kind of on their own and and there's sort of different social social uh assumptions that we might make about people who who live off in the hills i wasn't really oh. sure how to go with that one so that was good that's pretty good good job thanks was that right i, I there was a lot I don't of know. You know, <laughs> hedges to to work around there i thought yeah. there were hills not hedges well no the hedge oh man uh no that was more of what i had to 
what I was trying to get around. Oh, a hedge isn't a bet. I, I, yes. Uh, well, no, like, uh, well, maybe that was my own, I, like beating around the bush, but I don't want to say that. So I was like, it's a hedge. You know what? That one, honestly, that one was on me. <laughs> that was, a, that was, a, I'm, I'm, I made that Beyond one more ism. complicated. Generally, yeah. I don't think of these languages as being especially complicated, but I will grant you the idioms are yes, yes. varied with tremendous cultural depth. Nonetheless, I feel like this takes us from our central question, which is what are we doing? How we mm -hmm. should apply ourselves, given I that our most thorough information is on. John Doe now Curtis and mm. my overwhelming desire is to destroy him. I would put forth my preference. Great. Well, before we roll out, because I agree with you, uh, you know, we were a little bit unprepared last time that we went into a fray. So uh, we'll definitely make sure we pack uh, the the armor that we got. As well yeah, as Benny has it, and I think she pulls it out. If she has it in her bag, <laughs> rolled up. Here's this. Perfect. Uh, we got two smoke bombs still, I believe. Um, and then you know, a collection of other items that I've I, I've kept on from my travels uh, that I can blow some dust off of. And I'd like to open. I think like I think they'll be stored in like a chest, <laughs> Rick. What 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 is stored in the chest? They're like, because canonically, did we get the grappling hook in the story? That oh, was yeah, not the grappling hook. It was delivered. It was shipped to us. Oh, okay, great. Uh, in that case, there's just a bunch of items, but one of them would definitely have something that might catch the doc's eye. <laughs> a little bit of a striking weapon, if you uh, <laughs> so oh. much. Right? That was unlocked, right? Yeah, that was unlocked. You know okay. what? Let's, let, let's say that, yeah, that... Uh... <laughs> it, rather than rather than a mysterious benefactor, it, it, it is something that Vion has. I, I, that that works as well. Or it this can have been a multi-day old package that hadn't been like it can. I'm good either. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. You know, you have the package and then you don't open the package because you're distracted by people having superpowers all around you, and also by be you being a ghost, but you're not explaining to anyone why you're a ghost or what a ghost even is, and then they have to Google it, and it doesn't make any sense because where is the ectoplasm on you? Uh, but yeah, this, speaking this of which, we got this package a couple... We, we got this package. Yeah, I, I mean, I want to talk about what you're talking about, Doc, but we got this package. Uh, I'll let you go ahead and open that up. All right. And uh, I'm not trying to distract you. I just legitimately... We should talk. We'll, we'll talk later. I mean, he has also been busy by being a very good host. Thank you, Liz. It's very sweet of you. You explained coffee all morning. I mean, you mostly drank it, but I believe within that there was explanation. Yeah, I talked about it a lot. There's a weapon in here. What? <laughs> Another one? I pull yeah. out the baton and then I whip it. Okay. Yeah. And then I spin it and then very intensely. Whoa. I like this. May you define it, please. This is a striking device. I know it as a as a baton. This is it was this was the correct term, yes? Good. Uh, it is used to physically impact upon people with great force, thereby to incapacitate them. Oh, that's brilliant. I have trained with similar devices 
for many years, although not this particular kind. It can become large and then small again. And I collapse the telescoping baton. Oh, wow. Very utilitarian. Yes. Excellent for storage. Mm, we respect that. Yes, I too respect this baton. Thank you. I will treasure this. So I uh, have this warrior's handshake beyond. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it was yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just passing it on to be quite honest. So who wants to wear this and unrolls the armor? I think we had said either Ula's or me, perhaps. Yeah. An extra level of protection. I would prefer not to be close to any of these who we have deemed, those we have deemed enemies. However, if you do not wish to wear the, um, what have we called it? Armor? It's armor, right? That's what it is called? Or a jumpsuit or something? Yeah, leather armor. Leather armor. I mean, I'll definitely wear it, but if you would like an extra layer of protection, I would not mind. The carapace is quite fragile. Yes, mm -hmm. but it will dim some of our light and we like to shine. Also Ooh. understandable. <laughs> so, Benny, you've got that. That's plus one resistance. All right, cool. I'm going to, she's going to go, uh, excuse yourself, put it on like under her, her clothes. She wears a lot of baggy clothing. So, and you said it's kind of like, it's able to be like folded and rolled. So, it probably isn't obscenely chunky. So, she could probably get it on under some of her clothes. Yeah, absolutely. Especially with like your baggy jacket and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Um, Sweet. Uh, Ulez, would you like to carry the smoke bombs? Yes. <laughs> Great. It's a very non-violent sort of like more of like an, a defensive uh, weapon there. Correct. And I believe I can throw things quite well. Perfect. There you go. And uh, and I'll go ahead and take the I'll take the grappling hook. I'm just going to carry it though. If anyone needs to use it, just uh, you know I'll pass it on. But I'm just I'll just holster it. Much and. And likewise, if anyone requires bludgeoning weapon, I would happily lend, lend this. Uh, I mean, I, I think I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I've seen what both of you can do. I think I think we're fine. Um, I, I would tell me if this is stepping out of line at all, Rick. Uh, yep. As I'm closing the trunk of items, I see a picture that's of me and my sister. And I'm kind of like closing it, but I do like pause. And it reminds me sort of like we used to play a lot. Like we played pretend and we would play in the backyard and like we would always like do it together. And this has been sort of like a lonely journey for me. So just planting that thought of like doing uh, togetherness. Like as kids in the picture, you're, you're as kids in the picture? Yeah, we're, kid, we're kids in the picture. What's your sister's name? <laughs> oh, that's a really good question. Uh <laughs> You know what? If you're not talking to anybody, keep it a secret for now. And when it okay. comes out, it comes out. Great. Um, and uh, yeah, so you have that moment where you kind of check on, you know, that picture of your sister and it, you know, it means something to you in that moment. Uh, all right. And now you've all got your equipment, I guess. Yes. All right. Lead the way, Doc. Absolutely. Um, you are heading now to the address that Bella Murata gave you. Okay, mm -hmm. so um, it takes you takes you about uh, 45. Oh, you can put up map number two again, Jake. Uh, it takes you about 45 minutes or so uh, by subway 
uh, at this hour to get out um, to the vault. The vault is actually a neighborhood called Melton, but nobody calls it that. Um, it, it, it used to like way back in the day be a really rough neighborhood. I mean, like, you know, in gangs of New York era, you know, like when Hell's Kitchen got its nickname, that kind of thing. These days, it's just kind of an economically neglected neighborhood. And uh, as you come out of the subway, you walk down this long street that is closed businesses, um, you know, vacant lots, boarded up windows. Uh, there are homeless people kind of huddled in the alleys, but very little foot traffic, very little traffic of any kind. You know, you don't really see a lot of cars. It, it's just kind of empty and desolate and dirty. It, it, it kind of looks like, you know, one of those areas the city has sort of forgotten about. And uh, you make your way through it uh, to the address Bella gave you. I don't think there's any need for the specific address. And uh, you find the building. And uh, this building is a three-story building. Um, it's a private apartment. It looks like... Um, Bella gave you apartment um, one, which from the outside you would guess is obviously the you know the first floor. From the outside, uh, you see uh, there is a door uh, to the apartment that is just ground level, and then right next to the door, there's kind of like a big long window uh, that's got like a blackout shade pulled down over it. Um, through the door, I'll just give you this, you know, you look in and it's like, it's, it's one of these like buzzer entrance ways. You, you know, if you walk into the door, there's like a buzzer, you know, where you can see three buttons and then there's a locked door on the other side of that. And that's where you are. Uh, let's say it's about, um, I don't know, let's say it's like nine, nine at night. So what's the plan here? Because like he's kind of gotten the drop on us or at least away from us multiple times and i guess there's also the chance that he's like not here but also if he could take the doctor's abilities like i, I mean what's saying he can't take any of ours so like oh, I, there's evidence to suggest he could yeah if we recall the cctv footage did he have to grab you every time or was it just in proximity well to Incidents are not themselves statistically significant, but in both instances, there was physical contact. I felt Some. weakened for a moment. Well, I mean, what we can do is, because we're kind of, like, like you said, Benny, you know, it's either a situation where he's here or he's not here. Can we, like, uh, be tucked in, like, an alleyway or something so we're not just, like, on the sidewalk? Standing right in front of his window, like, recall um, this isn't my yeah. first. Uh, like down, like a block, half a block away, or something, or like just like not left. in front, front door. Yeah. yeah. Sure, I'll, I'll say you, you stopped about a half a block away. Any any closer than this, and you you might have to start making like coordination okay. rules to see if you're stopping. Mm -hmm. But, uh, I mean, I can I can pop in really quickly and and try to see sneakily. If I goof it, though, you know, you're gonna yeah, have to. Yeah. There is gonna be some backlash. All right, then we can be nearby while you reconnoiter. Yeah, that works out for the three of you. I think that that's probably the fastest, most efficient way, right? It's Is true. there a way for you to easily signal while you are in corporeal? Yeah. Uh, I can you use know. my phone. Oh, okay. <laughs> Is it also incorporeal when you are? 
anything on me becomes incorporeal. So, yeah, I mean, I could put it on speaker (laughs) and Mm. just carry it through. Interacting is where it gets a little sticky, but like. Then we would be able to passively hear. Uh, We will also keep our phone devices. This is an excellent. Yeah. And if I run into any trouble, I'll just give you the secret code word, which is help. I'm in a lot of trouble. He caught me. Very sensible. Great. Yeah, that's great. And Vian, we're going to say it works just like that. Like you can cool. turn off speakerphone before you become incorporeal. Once you're incorporeal, you, it's just in your pocket. You can't interact with right, it. Right, it's yeah. all made of metals, so you couldn't interact with it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's okay, true. So, so you are going incorporeal, and you are going to just walk inside and see yep. what you can see. Yeah. Um, okay. So you go incorporeal, and you start walking down the street. And uh, you're headed towards the apartment, and, and, and then across the street, uh, something catches your eye. Um, you know that occasionally when you are incorporeal, you spot other ghosts. You can only see them when you are incorporeal. And they, at least as far as you can tell so far, they don't seem to see you and they don't talk to you and they don't react to you. They just go about whatever it was they were doing. And across the street from Curtis Haber's apartment, uh, you see the ghost of um, a, a, a middle-aged man uh, in a derby um, and in a suit that would probably place him, you know, I don't know, sometime in the 19... 19- 50 or 60 or something and he's just kind of pacing in a circle and he's holding like a bottle in one hand a bottle of alcohol in one hand uh and a book in the other hand and he's just sort of really frustrated and and just pacing in circles but that's it you just see it and you watch for a while and he doesn't notice you and he doesn't change his behavior at all okay good to know uh i'll I'll make some mental notes really quickly just to get this mechanic down a bit. Uh, I'm guess uh, seems like a period, uh, like a historical figure in a way, not like in a textbook, you know, but like from a different time period because of his yeah. clothing. Yeah, you would say right somewhere from the 50s or 60s if you're guessing. If you want, you can make a roll to see if you can pin it down from his clothing. Yeah, why not? That's a fun little thing. Uh, investigation, right? Yeah. All right. Difficult, but give it a shot. Why, why did I do that? <laughs> Nine. <laughs> You would say it's somewhere in the 1950s. Okay, cool. Great. And he seems upset, and he seems... Uh, let me... Because, oh, this is interesting, Greg. This is, I guess, just for storytelling. Um, is he sort of... Is he just pacing the entire time? Yeah, he's kind of like... It's like walking in a circle as if he's, like, waiting for something. Um, if I had to cast him with an actor, I would say he would be... Um, let's say man, I don't want to overcast him. Um, <laughs> uh, man, that I, would I cloud our memory of the uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Wow, that one was really good, Sam. <laughs> like <laughs> that was a cluster fun that kind of like took a second to like develop. That was really good. Hashtag <laughs> different. Um, let's say he's Brian Cranston. Oh, cool. Um, great, great, great. Just, just so it's somebody we know who he looks sure. like. Sure. Um, um, 
Interesting. Yeah. The second mental note that I'll just make before I move on from this this moment, just because we haven't discussed ghost stuff a whole lot, is that it's I'm noting that this ghost is stuck on one thing and it's only like one like emotional state. Mm. It doesn't seem to be like shifting. So that's I don't know if that'll come by later. So anyhow, great. So I watched the gentleman for a second. Then I'd like to turn and that first door with the buzzer, the three buttons, I would like to phase through that door. All right. You are phasing now at level four. Um, It's aluminum. Yeah. Let's say, you know, you can pass through this door. Um, It's a security door, but it's just really thick aluminum and uh, glass and you, you get right through it. And on the other side, you see the buzzer and the buzzer has three buttons and the first floor uh, the name slot is blank. On the second floor, the name slot uh, says uh, uh, Glynn, comma, M, G-L-Y-N-N, comma, comma, M, as in, you know, Michael or whatever. Okay. Uh, and the third floor says Albert, comma, N, uh, as in, you know, N, as in Nancy. Okay. Okay. And the first one was blank, right? What's the material of the door of the first floor? Uh, it was aluminum. Okay. You, you were able to make it through that. Um, and remember, you could always spend a point of determination to raise your power level, you know, by one. So you can, you know, if you run into something that's five, uh, um, push right through. Yeah, you can you can get through it if you have determination on you. Um, and I oh, would. Yeah, you have three community points of determination right now, thanks to the chat. Oh, thank you, chat. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's let's just let's keep this train going. I would like to phase through the door of the first apartment. Uh, okay, so you walk into this first apartment, um, and it is relatively small and smells like cigars. Uh, you are standing in a kitchen, uh, which is neat. Um, and, uh, you can see off to your left, uh, there's a, like kind of large double doors, uh, and you see that there's a living room by, behind, you see there's a couch, um, and, uh, TV, um, and then, uh, to the other side of you, uh, you see, um, there's a small bathroom, uh, looks like you can kind of just see and see that it's a bathroom. And, uh, then there's a short hallway and a door to what you would probably guess is the bedroom. Okay. I would like to look around and see if I can find any, like a wallet or anything that would have sort of identifying information as to who lives in this apartment. Just any uh, personal information. Make it into like a roll. All right. Or, I mean, do a search, your whole investigation deal. Mm-hmm. All right. Dwight. Dwight, where did you go? Oh no, seven. Um, y- you walk around uh, seven. Um, you find you know you you walk around the living room. You, he's he's got you know, a VCR. There's a stack of uh, old uh, VCR tapes. You know, Wizard of Oz, Singing in the Rain, Sound of Music, stuff like that. Um, and uh, there are photos all over the walls oh well okay (laughs) and you see the man you call john doe curtis haver in many of them um some of them are pictures of him with a small dog uh, a pug 
Um, some of them are pictures of him with uh, a woman um, who could, you know, maybe be a wife or a girlfriend. You can't quite tell. Uh, some of them are pictures of a kid. You guess might be him as a kid with his parents. Um, they're, you know, old, older looking pictures. Uh, and uh, seven. And you walk around some more, and in the bedroom, um, you see a closet, and you open the closet. Uh, well, let's see, you see a closet, closet's closed. You see uh, a bed, it is neatly made, and uh, sleeping on the bed is a small pug. Oh, thank um, God. Uh, it, it does not perceive you because you are a ghost, so uh, it... it, it you know, you are, as long as you are intangible, it, it just seems to keep sleeping. Um, and yeah, and there's a dresser, drawers are closed, uh, you know, closet doors closed. Uh, I said that already. Um, that's that's what you see here. Um, you going into the closet? I'm gonna, uh, yeah, I'll I'll phase into the closet. <laughs> like okay. I'll phase through the closet door. Yeah, you, you, you stick your head through the closet door and uh, you see like a lot of clothes that are very tightly packed. Um, and then on the ground, you see a lot of shoes uh, and there's a, a, a lock box. Okay. You know, you know, a steel box, like not quite a safe, you know, like one of these, like, you know, it's got like a key on the top kind of thing. Uh, okay. Um, I, hmm. Uh, I'm going to relay this to everybody. I'm going to step back out to the living room. So I'm not talking right in front of the pug and I'm going to relay this information to my teammates. Good idea. Okay. It could be a spy pug. Could be it. You never know. Let's consider all that information relayed via text or you call them or whatever. Say it out loud. We're on speaker. Yeah. You just described all the things that I described as you were walking mm -hmm. around or something like that. Uh, so I can I can try getting into this lockbox, or I can open the door, and all of us can come in. Just so you know, there is a pug. What's a pug? What is a pug? Small dog. Yeah. They make Thank them in small. Lots of sizes and shapes and temperaments. We'll introduce hmm. you to more dogs. We'll take. You know what, Vian? I think we need to take these two to like a shelter or something. But not now. That's for a later date. Um, is there anyone in there, or is it like? Are, are there any like cameras? Or are we gonna get? I don't know. I'm just worried about running into this guy. Great point. I'd like to people. Uh, yeah, there was, there was no one, right? Um, I, I would like to do running into him as a private eye. I would like to do a quick investigation to see if there's any like. Sometimes you can put like a stick above your door frame, and if someone opens the door, it'll snap the stick. Stuff like that. Oh, um... I mostly know this from Death Note, but yeah. Um... <laughs> You know, I love the one where they like, take a hair across the door. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay, make another investigation roll. Uh, you know, you apply your bonuses the whole deal. I got another seven. I got another. One. This isn't my D six. <laughs> um, so you got a seven. Mm -hmm. uh, you okay? Uh, you do not find anything like that. Okay. It from what I can tell, there doesn't seem to be anything. And we should proceed. Okay. Meet me at the front door. We do. Mm -hmm. All right. I open the front door. Okay. He lets you in. 
Um, and uh, I assume, right, you, you left the apartment door open, so yep. you know you also now have free reign of the apartment. Great, and I'm going to close the door behind us. I'm going to phase back uh, out of ghost form, and I'm going to close the door so the pug doesn't run out. Okay. That seems responsible. <laughs> just speaking as a pet owner. <laughs> <laughs> it seems just to stay there. Uh, we should yeah. investigate the lockbox. <laughs> yeah, and let's... As the four okay. of you walk into the bedroom, the pug mm -hmm. wakes up as it starts, you know, smelling people, and uh, it kind of, you know, starts wagging its tail, and, and it kind of hops off the bed and starts sniffing around. <gasps> oh, so over under on the chances that Curtis ran into a shapeshifter since he last left us. Oh. A what? Oh. Someone who can change form. I mean. I didn't think that was something that could have existed until about 24 hours ago, but a lot's happened. We've met a lot of people with a lot of weird powers. So I don't know, not to sound like a conspiracy person, but you know, are you Curtis? I'm going to pick the dog up and hold oh. it over to like Caden. <laughs> like, okay, let's interview them. <laughs> are you Curtis? <laughs> and it just, you know, kind of, <laughs> Give it a gentle shake. <laughs> um, this appears to conclude our interview. It is not, not? conclusive it, by any measure, but <laughs> not actively confessing to being mm -hmm. Curtis. If at some point you transform back into human form and accost us, we will have to deal with you. Please do not exhibit any aggression in this form. I have no desire to physically handle you while you are in this form. You are very small and it would not be an honorable battle. The dog kind of does one of those things where it just like cocks its head a little bit, you know. <laughs> Paranoia unfounded. Got it. Let's open the safe. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, I, yeah, let's, so, uh, I'm going to do another quick check on the, I know very cautious, but I would like to do just one more quick check on the closet door. Are there any skeletons? Investigation roll. Much better by one. So 10 uh, for, uh, hold on. Eight. Uh, you don't see anything. All right, looks good to me. All right. Uh, I open the closet door. So you you, uh, you have to phase back in to do that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You open the closet doors. They're like you know those you know kind of pull kind that you know it's got like two mm -hmm. slot doors. Uh, and as you open them, you hear like this click and suddenly <laughs> an arrow shoots straight from behind that row of clothes and right into your shoulder. Oh. Um, you are down. Uh, I'm just going to I'm, I'm just going to say you are down two stamina to start with. Or is he not still ghost ghostly? <laughs> No, he, he specifically checked with Omar whether or not he <laughs> realized. Yep, just yeah, he, to set off a trap, like Dungeons oh, and Flipping Dragons. It was dragons. good. Mm -hmm. It's good. You got yeah. This was an arrow and not a bolt. Interesting. Uh, 
Well, we can call it a bulk of this, but I'm just, you know. I, I don't know. I just, it, it, it suggests a different drawing mechanism, that's all. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Oh. as you do hash that out, I've got a stick in my chest. Oh, as yeah. King talks to God. Um, Doc, what are we? Yes. What's the procedure on this one? One goes to a hospital where in a sterile environment it is removed. For want of that, we can perform a procedure in the field, but it's not recommended. I... I'm gonna try something. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, but it might not work. We're getting very excited. This <laughs> might not work. Here's, here's the thing: I want to ghost so we can pull the arrow out. I know that will cause other medical issues, but here's the test that I'm about to run. The phone in my pocket becomes a ghost when I phase. Will the arrow just phase with me? Yeah, because I mean, it's on my person. Maybe it's like a, a will. A will. It's like you don't want this to phase with you. Maybe it'll drop. Select somebody phasing. held onto it. <gasps> oh shit! Yeah, well, who does it? Who does it stay with? <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> In the name of science, we should investigate. Do it. Just do it. Just I'm do it. very so impressed. Don't someone hold on to it. I, mean, I think in practicality, try. this is a power stunt. Yeah. Like mechanically, yeah. getting yeah. the power to do something yeah. it doesn't usually do. So if we want to use the stunt mechanic, this would be the time. So who's holding on to the arrow? Yeah, do you want someone to hold on to it or do you just want to do it and just uh, see if it works? Doc, you got yes. uh, you're yeah, this is what you do. Yes. <laughs> I'll uh hold on to it and I'll have a, a piece of uh, cloth or something so I can apply pressure if he does rephase and <laughs> yeah. initiate bleeding, which would be so unusual from someone dead. <laughs> hmm. yeah. Okay, let's try it. I phase. Um, okay, so you have to spend a point of determination to do a stunt, and mm-hmm. right now you have none. So yeah. you're going to draw on the community determination? Is that the deal? Yeah. Is that okay with everyone? I have an arrow. For science. Yes. science. All right, so that brings you down to two. And now to perform a stunt, uh, I believe you have to roll to see if uh, it is successful. Um, is that, wait, uh, am I doing that right? Uh. It's to get a power to do something it doesn't usually do, so you'd probably follow the rules of that power. Phasing just happens. Yeah, yeah. phasing just happens. So honestly, yeah, it, it, that makes sense to me. Um, since you're spending the point of determination, um, yeah, uh, you phase and the arrow remains in, uh, wait, whose hand was it? Caden's hand. The docks, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, ah. Now, All right. The wound, Pressure. yeah, is 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 now open and, and gushing blood. Again, this is not the recommended <laughs> procedure. It is supposed to happen in a sterile field. Uh, I applied pressure. I pick- One of you uh, go look for rubbing alcohol no. in the bathroom. It don't, oh, yeah, okay. dude, we don't know where that's been. And <laughs> she's gonna go try to find like <laughs> rubbing alcohol or like some. If you see a sewing kit in extremis, that will do. <sighs> and while you are looking, you go running back towards the kitchen. And when you get there, standing in the doorway, <laughs> no, a very confused looking Curtis Haber. Mm-hmm. Where's the pug? <laughs> 
question. Um, can <laughs> like from where I'm at, can I hear the people in the back room talking, or is it quiet enough where like it could maybe appear like I'm the only one in here? Uh, How loudly mean? are you screaming, Vion? With an arrow just having been out of here. Just groaning mildly. Perhaps. Um, you can certainly hear them. Yeah, you can hear me. Oh, You're not that far away. Yeah. Okay. It's an arrow. I'm going to be loud. I'm so You're sorry, Benny. But That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> um, so I walk in and he's just, his immediate reaction is confusion. That's what he's going on for. He's sort of looking at you and, and he kind of looks around. What are you doing here? What, what are, are you doing here? here? Wait. <laughs> And, and, and he steps toward you. Don't get yeah, wise. She takes a step back. What did he say? Sorry. Don't get wise. Never claim to be. And he looks down the hallway and he can see the shadows moving uh, from the end of the hallway. Who else is here? Uh, just me and a pug. Very <laughs> friendly. I'm hoping oh. that I, me talking will catch their attention. Yeah, you can all hear this. Ugh. Or right. Do you have any? Do you have any rubbing alcohol? <laughs> and he closes the door behind. And you. she takes another step back. Uh, you, all right, you both can go. I, I, I'll hold it. I really want to open that safe. <laughs> How did you find this place? Luck. Ulez, you gonna try and open the safe? Yeah. Um, it's danger. Okay. I just want to hold his attention. I want to make him kind of irritated so that he just pays attention to me. Okay, holding the lockbox, holding the wound, and holding his attention. We got it. Yeah, we got it. <laughs> okay, Benny, make a willpower roll. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Uh, Ulez, make a... I mean, say that's an intellect role. You're trying to, it's a, it's a lock is a mechanical device. So you can probably apply your mechanical bonus. Oh, it's almost like I've gotten a, a, an advantage in that too, because, uh, you know, I'm really good at just like these basic mechanical things. And as wow. you've been on Earth, you know, for a couple of days and seen a few of them, you've gotten a little bit better. So uh, because of the change you took, you now get a plus two when you were working <sighs> this is because you are now a master. Uh, yeah. no, you're an expert of mechanical devices. Um, there we go. What did you get, Benny? Eleven. <laughs> uh, yeah, Damn. He, he just, he, yeah, he, he, he's really kind of thrown by your presence. And That's all I want. I want to make him really off-kilter in his own home. He's not really moving. He's just kind of like, what are you doing here? What are you doing? How, how did you find this place? I know you. You're from, you're from the hospital. I saw you outside the hospital. No, you didn't. <laughs> what did you get, Ulay? <laughs> oh, I got a ten. Oh, okay. Yeah, you open that lockbox. Um, and uh, inside the lockbox, um, you open it up and you find rolled up into a ball is a bloody hospital gown. Ew. Um, like dried blood. Uh, looks like probably the one that he was wearing when he fled the hospital um, last time you saw him. Um, there is a little leather sack um, uh, it's like a satchel. And uh, if you look inside of it, you see uh, a bunch of papers that, you know, you probably don't understand. Um, and then there's a little box that is also has a bunch of like kind of, you know, printed papers in it that probably don't mean much to you given who you are. Um, meanwhile, outside, um, Curtis uh, is, all right, 
I saw you. I know you were at the hospital. Who are you? Who's to say? And who's in there? And he yells Nobody. down. Nobody. You've got a very cute dog. Sir. I'm raising my voice to match his volume. You've got a very cute dog, sir. Where's What's my his dog? Name? And he pushes past you and sort of starts oh, no. <laughs> towards the bedroom. Where's my dog? And he walks in and he mm. sees the three of you, um, Vion, on, on the floor, I assume. Mm -hmm. um, Caden, you are. Uh, I was given a moment to prepare, in yeah. fact. So I'd like to be in the by the door position with the baton striking <laughs> because he's holding the wound. So. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Um, so he walks through the door. Why don't you make a coordination roll? You know what? You don't have to make a coordination roll. You have the element of surprise here, I think. Um, so Best what do you on the do? periodic you, table. You slug him <laughs> when he walks in? Uh, it the uh, one step past, and then uh, you you ideally want to hit right at the base of the skull. Uh, that's the night night spot. <laughs> okay. Make a prowess roll. Mm -hmm. uh, I can't activate anything right now because I have uh, I need to be in more trouble. This is what I've learned. I am not in enough trouble. Yeah, I, I, I've got to give you all more troubles. I'm sorry. That is on me. I apologize for that. But although you can give yourselves troubles. Um, I've been working for them, but I wanted to be good at dog. Yeah, I, know, I understand. I understand. You should also look at tactics. Uh, you don't do it right now, but for next time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you have. Okay, cool. Um, so, yeah. Make That's your a 12. That is a 12. Um, <laughs> okay, that is a moderate success. Um, and you kind of crack him on the back of the head, and he immediately just, you know, ah! And he kind of falls through the door and, and falls to his knees, but it does not knock him out, and he kind of puts his hand on the back of his head and looks at his, you know, see if he's bleeding, and then he, he looks up at you. Oh, sucker punch, eh? <sighs> Real nice. And, and, and he gets, starts getting back up to his feet. No. Roll initiative, everyone. Mm -hmm. oh. <laughs> it wasn't a punch. I don't understand. Humans <laughs> are bad at combat. All these idioms. Ooh. All these idioms. Oh, I got yeah. seven. Also seven. Only five. Which makes sense. I have to set up for the next strike. Well, I got a ten. Ooh. Ooh. For no good reason. Because, like, what do I do? <laughs> You take your turn at the lockbox. You go first. Um, uh, then Curtis Haber goes. Then Vion. Then Benny. Then Caden. But Caden, you hit him uh, with a moderate success. So you deal, I think, half the damage that you do, right? Um, oh, uh, no, that's a marginal success. Oh, that's a marginal success. Okay, so you do the full damage that you do. Moderate. And I think that means I have a chance at a stunning strike. Like mechanically. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, you might be right. Uh, because it's a uh, stun's target for one page during which uh, the character cannot act if I achieve a potential stun outcome and inflict zero or more stamina damage after resistance, which I did. You achieve a potential stun outcome and you inflicted zero or more stamina damage after. Which okay, is yeah, hitting so in the night night spot and uh, <laughs> doing the damage. So you do five damage to him. Mm -hmm. And he is. Stunned, he's kind of struggling to his feet, um, uh, which means he does not go next, uh, the second in the round because he doesn't go this round. Uh, we'll just use his initiative, um, for 
the second round. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that means that B, uh, uh, not not BM, um, Ulez, you go first. I would like to wrap up all the items in the dirty, um, hospital gown. gown. <laughs> okay. Hold it to my chest and with one free hand, look at the man who's kind of tottering. You're trying to hurt my friends. And if there's something I think I have properly documented is that I do not like it when people hurt my friends. And I would like to use my power. Are, are you are you activating a quality there and spending determination? Uh, I would love to do that. <laughs> Thank okay. you for the suggestion. You so that, okay? You have three. Okay, so now you're down to two. Uh, I'm back to and, two. Yeah. Um, your power level is uh, four, and Correct. you can add two to that test because you spent determination, and clearly you are protecting your friend, so it, it, it easily applies. Oh my goodness. Uh, that's a lot. Okay. <laughs> um, 11? <laughs> 11. Uh, R.I.P. What was his name? Carlos? Curtis. 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 <laughs> okay, so you deal... Oh my god. I'm always at max. Yeah, you're always at max, right. It's uh, a lifestyle. Or <laughs> damage. Ooh. Uh... Well, because trying to that, siphon some of his life, but I don't need any of that. <laughs> and he remains stunned, uh, so he does not get to attack. And uh, Vion, it is uh, your turn. Uh, okay. I, I mean, there's only so much I can do, and I'm hurt. So I will take this moment, and hopefully I'm not just yeah. burning a golden opportunity. I'm going to say you have the temporary quality of uh, injured. Uh, okay, Yeah. Uh, so I struggle. The best thing I can do is reach into my car- chunky card again and then pull out the grappling hook and hand it to Benny. <laughs> okay. I am going to give you a point of determination, Vian. Uh, your temporary quality of injured, when you try and pull the grappling hook, it just like a, a wave of pain goes through your body. Ah, you, yeah. you, you just kind of, you know, you, you can't even get it. Um, I don't know. Oh, what I no. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you just look at me just like trying to. <sighs> so that means it is Benny's turn. What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> are we fighting or are we leaving? Oh, uh, yeah. Caden yeah. is in fight mode. Caden is clearly pissed. Whether you are also on that line is entirely up to you, but Caden <laughs> was pretty clear about what they came in with, and it's okay. destruction, and it's an identified evildoer. That cool. doesn't mean... No, no, Benny's definitely not there, um, but, she... <laughs> but she's not going to leave you guys. So, um... The closet is open, right? Mm-hmm. Closet is open, mm-hmm. yeah. Is there like a belt in sight? You can retcon one in. I will spend a determination to get a belt. I want to. I want to grab him. So you're down to zero, but yeah, I got two. I got one earlier today from. Oh, uh, you used my card, so I'm back down to one. So you're back down to one. Okay, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I want to either because he's stunned. Well, we have him stunned. I'm sure there are going to be questions that need to be asked. Um, and we can't do that if he gets knocked out fully. Or if we keep fighting forever, and I don't want anyone else to get hurt, so I want to grab a belt or something in the closet that I can try to get. 
like either around his upper arms. I don't want to touch him. I don't, I want to make sure I'm not going to touch his skin because I don't want, I know this is volatile and I, I don't know, he won't know that. Um, and so I just want to get, if I can get it tied, if I can get it strapped, it, like around his like elbows, if I can get his arms down or something, just somehow incapacitate him. That's my plan here. You tell me what I can do, if that's possible, what I'd have to roll for while he's You know what, I, I love the idea of trying to like kind of whip the belt around him. And, 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 you know, let's say you spent that point of determination to retcon in, uh, you know, Kurt, uh, you know, Ron Perlman's a big guy, so his belt, <laughs> you know, is nice and long, let's say. And uh, uh, he, uh, uh, yeah, he's he's still kind of stunned, and you kind of, you know, yeah, like lashing around him. Um, and uh, I'll tell you what, make a coordination roll. Let's see oh, how boy. it works. Okay. Oh, oh, that one went flying. Okay, you not bad. How to use belts to lasso in Michigan, right? <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. She grew up on a farm. She can lasso. No. Um, <laughs> um, that's a seven. Uh, yeah. You know While what? Hey, that's a that's a minor success. Um, okay. you, you know, it again. You you just narrowly avoid touching him. You, you you maybe get bumped a couple of times as he's swaying yeah. back and forth, but you manage to at least just belt get around and, like get it through the little beam if it's not fully like done through just like enough to yeah. Yeah, That's and I'm gonna deem him. Uh, what do they call that? Held, right? Like in wrestling, like a, with a wrestling move. Restrained. Restrained. Um, uh, like yeah. That. Um, let's call him. Yeah, he's got the temporary quality of restrained. Okay, That's what I got. <laughs> nice. And uh, that leaks it. Caden's turn. Oh gosh, he's hurt. He's stunned. He's restrained. Mm -mm. Yes, <laughs> uh, he does still have the what I would describe as a temporary quality of conscious. <laughs> Correct. Um, so I would like to roll to remove that quality. <laughs> um, actually, uh, no. Here's here's what I would in fact like to do. Um, all all goofs aside, uh, I would like to do something that Caden uh, has tried before with this precise person. Noticing in particular Benny's reluctance to touch. Uh, I'd like to use my power, use a point of community determination if I may, to activate a power stunt for a secondary power nullification. Ooh. Oh, wow. Heck yeah. This is a well thought out move. <laughs> <laughs> um, nullification, okay. Because I have the inverse wave uh, attempt back in the pilot. Um, and mechanically, this is how you do that. Mm -hmm. So you're gonna try and send an inverse wave with your power that nullifies him? Uh, that nullifies, yeah, his, his powers. I think no. in this particular instance, since we don't know that he's yoinked any particular ones and I'm trying to just sort of do a, do a shutdown, I think in this, it's probably more of a, harmonic resonance interacting with him physiologically, such that he's not in a position where he's able to do that, uh, but mechanically. Yeah. Okay. I, I want to pull a nullification if I may, if that works. Yeah, that's a fantastic move. Uh, so you spend a point of community determination mm -hmm. um, and what uh, quality are you invoking? Um. For stunt, do you have to? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you might not have to for stunt. You know what, you're right. Um, okay, yeah. So 
Okay, you're invoking secondary effect. Okay, so you gotta, all right. You gotta hit him. Okay. Make a power roll. All right. Uh, so that's dice plus six and a six on the die, 12. <laughs> Oh, I should roll. Technically, I should roll my uh, Odai, but for nullification, I actually want to use Max. Okay. <laughs> so uh, I studied that ahead of time, and the Odai is fine for whatever it's worth. So what did you get? Um, that was a 12 on the power roll. Oh, 12 on the power roll. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so from what I recall of the nullification rules from when I studied them this morning, because Caden extremely wants to specifically cancel this guy. Um, it's my power level subtracts from his. So I get him down to one, which means like he's like <laughs> worth of power now. Oh, so uh, your power level subtracts from his. Your power level is what? Five. Five. So that brings his power level down to one. <gasps> um, Okay, but oh, should I do this? Yes, mm. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I should. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Curtis spends a point of determination uh, to uh, cancel the effect of your nullification. Um, he uh, actually, you know what? No, he can't do that. But he can add plus two to his effort to try and resist uh, to try and uh, dodge you when you when you shot him. And you got a twelve. You said. Yes. Okay. Here we go, Curtis. Okay. Huh. Um. Did we tie? It's. It, 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 yeah. It's. I'm gonna call this a marginal success. Um. You. He. He, he kind of just kind of falls out of the way as you send your blast, but you hit I've him. I've got him. I know. I got him held up with the. <laughs> I don't know if that affects anything or if it's for flavor, but I've got him held up. Oh, no, you, you've absolutely got him, like, restrained, mm -hmm. but, like, You're you know, counterbalancing into the belt. Right? Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, mm -hmm. hugging at you, and uh, mm -hmm. he, he pulls just kind of to the side of the blast, but you do hit him, and uh, he falls kind of shaking uh, on the ground, and, and, and he tries to, like, kind of lift up his arms, like, as if he's going to, you know, do one of those blasts or something that he had done, but, like, he can't even, you know, lift up his arms, uh, and he's like... What did, what did you do to me? Stopped you from you doing what you did to me. And, Why uh, did you do it? And what did you do to the truck? Truck? I don't have the truck. Mickey's looking for the truck. We saw that you were at the truck. Yeah, I, I figured he might be. You don't know anything. You, you, you have no idea what you're doing. That's why I'm asking the questions. I think you're so smart. I want to tighten. I want to tighten. <laughs> yeah, okay, you tighten. Uh, you, you, tell you what, make a strength roll. <laughs> I'm more trying to intimidate him, but <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, okay, I don't think I necessarily have a I'm like, I don't necessarily have like, it's more of a just like a who's in control here kind of a thing. So I'm not trying to hurt him with it. Just like. You can inflict hey. strength damage on a character in a complete hold as a reaction with no test required. 
He's <laughs> true. You want to? No, wanna... no. I want him. I want him to answer the doctor's questions. I don't want to like if we get answered questions or hurting him. I would rather he answer the answer the questions. Strength damage isn't stamina damage. It just makes it harder for him to get out of the hold. I'm tempting you with with damage, Benny. That's true. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I think. I think Benny would go for the like reminding him who's got the upper hand here. That's I want to go with the intimidation factor. You have the upper hand. Really not great. Seven. <laughs> I rolled a one. Um, uh, he did not really do great either. So he he probably feels that and he's like, oh, oh, hey, hey, just relax, relax. Then don't get wise. <laughs> <laughs> What, uh, what do you want? I want you to tell me why you took my voice. And there's a rumble there. <laughs> Why'd I take your voice? I honestly didn't know I could when I did. I gotta tell you, uh, it all kind of happened pretty fast, but I'm sort of enjoying it now. Really? Yeah, you know, I'm not really used to having power, like you are, apparently. What happened? What happened to what? What happened to you? I don't know. There was something in the back of that truck. I don't know what it was. And, and when it got hit with the bullets, there was some kind of electricity or something and it hit me and, 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 and it wouldn't get off of me until, I don't know, a while later, by the time I got to the hospital, it was gone. And then when I touched you, I don't know, I just felt something change. I felt this voice. I knew it was there and I knew how to use it. And what I happened thought, to the truck? Mickey sent you for it. I don't know. Someone took it. Got to tell you, it's like whoever it was, they were well armed. Probably cluster, but I don't know. Cluster? Yeah. Cluster. Okay. Make a willpower roll. Yeah. Can I help by being, got him? Mm -hmm. uh, like, sure, maybe also. don't. I mean, I won't. I won't if you don't want it. The okay. cluster thing was probably the first time that Caden sounded a little hesitant, a little afraid. So I'm okay Ooh. if I fail this a bit. Okay. Okay. Uh, that's a seven out of me. Ooh, it's a tie. Um, why don't you look it up sometime or something? I don't know. I'm not your guide to the New York, uh, oh, excuse me. I'm not your guide to the Port Ruby underworld. <laughs> you could volunteer. From what I understand, Mickey isn't happy with you. Yeah, but that's all right, because I got plans for Mickey. Really? Don't, don't you worry about me. I know you're pretty smart, but you don't think of everything, you know. Why does he keep coming? <laughs> then what exactly is it that you plan to do? <laughs> You'll see. Everyone's going to see. 
You're making any- yourself sound like a danger. I have your notes. Is any of that information there? <laughs> All right. You know what? He spends another point of determination to recover some of his stamina. Oh, no. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and he looks up at you and he says, uh, <sighs> you know what? Y'all are so smart. You'll be able to stop me. But I honestly don't think you're going to really be able to keep up because you already missed one. I blast him. <laughs> okay. Well, with uh, what? Caden says, no model. Sonic. <laughs> yep. no. Okay, He's Sonic. also declared in okay. present danger. <laughs> Make a, uh, so this is the same thing for you because sending a blast is a special, everything is special he has for you now. So it's just, you know, um, uh, uh, oh, oh, wait, do you have the blast? This is just my standard oh. power. This is the absolute basic. This is just your blast power? Yeah. Okay. I'm so- just looking to lay in. He said he recovered some stamina, apparently. Um, my power does five damage. Um, okay. He can't evade it. Uh, it just seems like a good time. Like, he seems like he's about to do something. Yeah, that yeah. seems like a bad thing to let him do. If Roll he's being power. restrained and is in the middle of something, do they get any sort of bonus or help or advantage? I don't know what that would look like. Oh, I just, okay. I, yeah. it would probably be an advantage if, the, if, if if we had to roll like initiative for it. He has a temporary uh, quality of restrained. Was that what yeah. you had said? Yeah. So then I could, uh, if there were free activates on that, I could activate for another plus two into it. I yeah. I don't think there were any free activates for that quality. Okay. I think I rolled a seven. I don't think that was enough to get. Yeah. Was yeah. that it? Was a was it a moderate success? Point, but I don't remember saying that there were free. Perfectly yeah. reasonable. Mm-hmm. Um, Roll. I, oh yeah. Um, I'm happy to take a determ because I got one a moment ago, um, from when you activated the determination for him. Correct. Yes. That bounces one back to. Us. So I that went from zero back to one. Because you're, yeah, you were the closest. Yeah. So I'm going to spend. Uh, I'm going to spend that now. Uh, for I uphold my oath. Okay. And to do what with improved effort? Uh, yeah. Okay. Make your roll. All right. Uh, that's that was a three, and the dice plus two is five is eleven. Okay, you hit him. Um. <laughs> It is a moderate success, so you deal five damage. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, and he just, you know, goes flying back on the floor and hits the wall on the side, and he <laughs> kind of wheezes for breath. Uh, and he looks up at you, and he says, Hey, Doc, I traded up. And on that a big purple flash shoots out of his eyes. Every no. power roll. No! He talked to her. In the, in the s- my butt. Me as well? <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm in too. the other room. Okay. Oh, are you in the other room? Yeah, I, I can't get up. I thought this fight oh, happened in the same room. The room. The yeah, he came, came in, in. in the I hit him over the head. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh. Oh, so yeah, even yeah. you. Everybody make a willpower. I like being included. Uh, oh, good. Someone okay. spend the last point of uh, community determination to make this if they want. Like, someone do it. True. 
Someone should pass this. I don't feel the an overabundant need to. I've done plenty. I got an eight. Nice, Ulez. Anybody else want this point? Someone take it. Vian, take it. I'll take it. I have determination. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I also have determination still, too. So I I wouldn't want to activate it. Burn it. Burn it. I'll do that if you don't mind. Yeah. What quality are you activating, Vian? Ooh. Um. Uh, I mean, oh, no, no, man, I've got lo- uh, loves to live it up. How does that apply? <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> Not sorry, okay. that's a little too long distance. Okay, uh, I might. Yeah. I'm gonna spend my own. I think here, um, my last point. I do stubborn as a mule. If this is what I think it is, this has happened to me many times before, and I didn't like it, and I don't want it to happen again. And I'm stubbornly not giving him access to my brain. Uh, so, so okay, you're spending spending uh, uh, to uh, to get for a plus, for- plus two, yeah, yeah, okay. Well, so what do you get? I'm oh, gonna roll still. Oh Jesus! Well, as you got an eight. Yeah, so I'm gonna do my plus two determination because I'm trying to be protective uh, of my friends. Does that eleven? You're not actually acting offensively to protect right now. You are kind of just, re- you know, passively receiving this flash to the eyes. Um, what Dang. do you have? You have <laughs> uh, I really like to draw. I'm learning, honest, but my strangely <laughs> protective. I'm, I'm not seeing something there. Fuck. Uh, I really can't argue any of these. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to stand on your eight. What do you have, okay. Benny? 11. What do you have, uh, uh, Vion? I got seven. Caden? Oh, I got hit full in the face. He was aiming at me. I got a four. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. Um, So what I'm going to say is, as the flash hits your eyes, all four of you fall asleep. No! (laughs) 11! It's terrifying. And on that, we'll pick up next week. <gasps> oh, man. That was so great. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Goodness. everybody. It looks like we got to like $275. Oh, my God. Oh my God. We are so incredibly grateful. Thank you. Um, stick around for the after credits uh, sequence. We'll get the after credits lore drop, uh, which is coming any second now. Um, but first, we got to do the credits. Uh, are there any post-credit announcements? Let me see. Uh, the only post-credit announcement is, please, for the love of all that is good and holy in this universe, vote. Vote, vote, vote. Please. Uh, I just I cannot stress this enough. Um, and uh, and that's the only after-credit announcement. So uh, let's let the good people know where they can find you, uh, starting with uh, our friend B. Zelda. Hello, hello. My name has been Bezelda, and I've been playing your wonderful friend and robot, Ulaz. 
cyborg robot. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter uh, is at B underscore Zelda. Add an extra underscore to the end if you want to follow me on Instagram. I am a podcaster, a member of the Broadswords, an all-woman non-binary D&D podcast. I am a streamer. Uh, honestly, follow me on Twitter because I don't know what my November schedule is anymore. Uh, <laughs> and I'm a professional GM. I will run games if you would like to pay me. My current game of the month is Alice is Missing that I've been running for folks, and it is amazing. And I just really like to cry. Uh, <laughs> so if you just want to cry with me, it's a really good game. Uh, Omar. Uh, I'm Omar. You can find me at Omar Najam on Twitter. And also because we are in the midst of uh, voting season right now, because uh, we've got till Tuesday, I have, I'm running a site with my friend Beverly called gatherthegild.com, which has got some voting resources and also incentivizes folks to play with RPG incentives. So if you want some music for your game that uh, I compose and it's completely free for you to use wherever, just hit that up and please, please, please vote, vote, vote. Thank you. Caitlin. Hi, I'm Caitlin Bruder. I've been playing Benny Beckett. Um, you can find me on Twitter at KKAMABR and on Twitch, my Twitch channel with just 1K. Um, you can catch me every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Pacific on Rule of Lore for our sci fi, space faring, super powered cypher game where I play a little alien named Bina Oba, whom I adore. Um, season two just started. We have a recap out, so if you want to catch up, you can jump right back in. Um, it's good. It's a good time. So twitch.tv slash rule of lore is that one. Uh, and then as I haven't put out a ton of announcements about this yet. I've only mentioned it, but follow me on Twitter. Keep an eye out for this. Sometime next week, I'm going to be running a charity stream for, I think, the Trevor Project. We're gonna, I'm going to do uh, not to, in, in, uh, in memory of one of my, my dear friends, um, and I'm going to, we're going to be doing a, a, some sort of fundraiser in her memory, uh, I think next week. So keep an eye on my Twitter. I will have more info about that. But I hope you'll come check it out. And that's what I got. Sam Lev. When I am not Dr. Caden D'Alto performing surgeries and committing assault and battery, I am Sam DeLev. You can find me on Twitter at Tchaikovsky, C-H-A-I-K-O-V-S-K-Y. You can also see me urging you with the whole of my being to vote please vote. I like being alive. I am way too disabled and trans for this. So you can find me on my personal Twitch and throughout the Twitcher net. Uh, my schedule is on my about page. That's twitch.tv slash Delevely, D-E-L-E-V-E-L-Y. Vote. Thank you. Vote isn't part of the name, but it's part of what I'm asking you to do. <laughs> vote. Yeah, everything they said. Um, and uh, I'm Rick Budd. You can find me on Twitter at rbud913, or you can follow the show at PowerPlayRPG on Twitter or Instagram. Feel free to hit me up with questions about the rules as we play them by or, or continuity stuff if you want, uh, if you got questions. Um, and uh, I will be back here next week with uh, these same four people uh, for what I cannot believe is the fifth and midpoint episode <gasps> for the season. It feels like it just started yesterday. I'm, right? I'm stunned. We're, we're already two days yeah. ago, if you believe the end game canon. Yeah, well done. Yeah. Um, uh, you just you just been on tonight. Yeah, uh, and uh, it happened once. <laughs> Uh, and uh, that's it. Yeah. So uh, we are. Yeah. Thank you so much to everybody uh, for uh, for un unlocking everything uh, and for for hanging out with us. Um, so uh, without further ado, your after credits lore drop. The credits come to a close. The the, the screen goes dark and it comes up. 
We are in Port Ruby. It is 1931. We are outside of an enormous private house in the uptown area of Avalon. A butler lets a highly decorated police officer, an older man, uh, into a house and, and leads him through the foyer, up a set of stairs and down a hallway. Everything is exquisite and tasteful and obviously very expensive. Um, Finally, they arrive at a spacious sitting room where a handsome upper crust couple sits together on a couch. Uh, they both look deeply exhausted, like they've been crying, maybe. If I was going to cast them, I would say she is Emma Thompson, and he is Andy Garcia. And uh, the butler steps back, and, and the police officer uh, steps forward and uh, says, uh, Mr. Serrano, Mrs. Serrano. As chief, it is my most unfortunate duty to inform you that we have recovered your daughter's body. I am so sorry. And, and the couple just look absolutely devastated. And, and, and Mrs. Serrano chokes back her tears and, and, and asks, uh, how? And the chief says, we think she was hit with a blunt object, maybe a pipe. And the couple barely reacts. And Mr. Serrano holds out his hand to the chief and says, thank you, I, I'm sure you and your men did everything you could. And, and they shake hands and then the butler leads the chief back down the hall. And once they're alone, Mrs. Serrano starts to sob. And she just says, I can't believe it. I, I can't believe she's gone. And, and Mr. Serrano walks to her and, and he takes her in his arms and he pulls her close and he whispers into her ear, what if she doesn't have to be? And we'll see you next week. Thanks for playing with us. Hey everyone, it's Caitlin. If you liked what you heard, please leave a review on iTunes or whatever podcast app you use. Your review helps other fans find the show, which really helps us out too. And if you're looking for other ways to support PowerPlay, follow us on Twitter at PowerPlayRPG for news about merchandise, giveaways, and everything else we do.